it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All sorts of positivity. Uh, Spanish Fly, nice to have you here, man. Robert Moore, nice to see you. And did I miss anybody up top there? No. Let's go down to the bottom. Michael Haywood, nice to have you back. Night Gazer, good to see you. And uh, Mike Palumbo, watch typical. How are you on Twitter? Um, I think we're caught up. I think we are officially caught up. Yes. Focus. Focus. All right. We are about 40 seconds away. Danny Silva from the Silver Record is our guest, along with Science Bob and Science Bob and friends. Adam, thank you so much for that super chat, man. Really do appreciate that and your support of Spaced Out Radio. Thank you so much for that. We're going to get going here in just a few seconds. Alan Hold, good to see you. And uh, there's the crew right there. Look at look how handsome those guys. See what I mean? Danny took 16 years to grow that beard. 16 years. Yeah. That's because when he lived in Arizona, you couldn't grow facial hair there. It just burnt right off. Bigfoot Rob, thank you so much for that super chat, man. Really appreciate that. And we're going to get going here in 10 seconds. We're going to rock and roll. I have an announcement to make during the radio show, so stick with us, everyone. Science Bob and Friends starts right now. of Central British Columbia to you listening around the world. This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, at KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. Now, before I introduce our guests, I want to make a quick announcement to our radio affiliates out there. For many of you, you know that British Columbia is burning right now, and my town, 100 Mile House, B.C., has been put on evacuation alert as of this afternoon. There are some major forest fires burning around my town. My home, where I live about 8 miles north, is not on an evac order just yet, but just in case that I eventually do have to evacuate due to the forest fires, which right now we are safe, 
Lynn Wallington is going to come in. She is my Saturday host for Spaced Out Saturdays on our YouTube channel. She is extremely talented. She is extremely knowledgeable. She will take over the hot seat for our radio affiliates, so that way you guys aren't wondering, hey, where did, where did Dave go? How come there's no Dave? Who, who's this Lynn Wallington lady? Yes, she is our Saturday host, so just in case something does happen or something drastic changes with the forest fires where we eventually, where I live, go on evacuation alert. The town already is where I am. We're just north of that. We're still okay. And if that changes, though, Lynn will take over the shows until the evacuation order would be lifted. Once again, we are not in an evacuation alert or order just yet. But I do want to keep all of you informed so that way, if you're wondering what's happening to the new programming, don't worry. We're going to have it for you. There are still going to be live shows because you know what? Nothing like a forest fire or any type of earthly anomaly or symphony of destruction is going to stop us from doing spaced out radio on a nightly basis. No, we can't do that. We can't. We have agreements that we have to continue to do. Safety be damned. That's why we got Lynn Wallington who's going to fill in with us. So we'll keep you completely up to date with what is going on. Right now, my home is safe. The studio is safe. Everything is safe in my area. We are packed up just in case we do have to all of a sudden evacuate. We're probably like 10 minutes. We would have, you know, hopefully they give us about an hour, hour and a half or whatever. They usually try to give as much time as possible. But right now where the studio is, my home is, we are not under an evacuation alert. The town where I live, which is about eight miles south of me, is under an evacuation alert. Nobody there has been evacuated as of yet. It's all voluntary. So we're sticking it out. We're sticking it out as long as we absolutely can, so that way we can broadcast this show to you. Now, the second week of every month, we get to have Science Bob here. Dr. Bob McGuire comes in to discuss the scientific and supernatural side of the paranormal. Each month, Science Bob brings in a guest to discuss the research background and to talk about the practical and scientific sides to the high strangeness that surrounds us. Now, of course, we have been focusing a lot recently on UFOs. Why? It's the hot-button topic right now, especially in the United States. So we are proud to be joined by Danny Silva, who is a citizen journalist and blogger with the ever-popular Silver Record at silverrecord.com. And we are going to be focusing on the UFO story right now. Science Bob, good to have you back. Oh, it's great to be here, Dave. And I want to thank all the audience for showing up and uh, continue to support the segment. And as you know, we're doing a little something different tonight. Danny Silva is one of the very, very active people uh, on UFO Twitter. He has a regular blog on his uh, that he puts up on his website. And I uh, noticed Danny quite a while ago having, having some obvious, interesting connections writing some interesting articles. So tonight is not so much about science. It's about all the things that Danny's been into and the impact on all of us who follow him and this crazy topic. Danny, good to have you with us tonight. You know, uh, for a lot of people, they know you as a major blogger and a guy who seems to get this information all over the place. How did you get started in UFOs? Because I know you used to work in the music industry. How did that turn to UFOs? Um, I basically uh, was just obsessed with the UFO stuff my whole life, thanks to Art Bell and 
George Nori and George Knapp. And, but then, you know, 2017 happened and it changed everything for me. Also, let me uh, real quick just say thanks for having me on. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Dave. And um, 2017 happened, man, and some guy named Lou Elizondo came forward, and there were some government videos, and I had to uh, just basically eat that and, and sleep it and, and, and realize that this thing is real. There was a real government program. I mean, before that, there was just, it was just conspiracy, so it was conjecture. And a lot of things just clicked for me when that article came out. It was really cool because I saw it when Art Bell uh, put it on his Facebook page. And um, it just kind of all came full circle for me. I had some anxiety at first, you know, just kind of soaking in the reality of what we know now because I'm not an experiencer. And, um, you know, I was pretty sure because of that body of evidence. But uh, after seeing those videos and the government program and things like this, it became really real to me. And um, I wasn't a writer or anything like that. I was just on social media talking a lot of crap. And um, it was kind of like the gold rush. Everyone, there wasn't a lot of people interested, you know? Yeah, Danny, and I love what you've done. And you and I have talked a lot privately over the years. Some things we've agreed with, others we haven't. But, I mean, there's always been that real respect that we, we tend to have for each other. Did you ever think that when you first started getting interested three years ago that you personally would become a player in this field, a player of information? I didn't, and I didn't think I'd be writing. You know, my friends made me at the time. We had a, a, a website called UAP Info back then, and um, it dissolved, and then I started my own thing. But um, pretty quickly I realized that I don't know if I should say the bar was low or what was going on, but it wasn't a lot of people digging into this. I mean, the main people talking about the stuff that I was super interested in was George Knapp and Grant Cameron. And there wasn't that many other people covering, like, the To the Stars Academy stuff and the Elizondo stuff. You know, it hit mainstream media, and then it kind of went away. But as far as just the UFO community, I mean, people were talking about it. But I realized pretty quickly that I could dig up information and get it to the UFO community and the UFO community uh, would digest it quickly and they would either love it or hate it, but I could speak to the UFO community immediately. And I think that's still true. You know, you see a lot of new people coming in and um, it's not hard to have a voice necessarily in the UFO community. It is hard to get sources to trust you and build up your citizen journalism type of uh, thing that you're doing, but it's not hard to just come out and just say a bunch of stuff and have the whole UFO community listen to you, whether that's good or bad, you know, but um, it was just a big deal for me, and we broke some stories early, and uh, the biggest one was Lou Elizondo's resignation letter, you know, um, our website was the first website to have that, that was huge, I didn't realize at the time there was also this huge, uh, big Nimitz report in there with, um, Alex Dietrich's uh, personal information and Dave Fravor's phone number and all this, and it was a huge scandal. But uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Man, it was just, it was, it's been a ride, and um, I bugged the heck out of people. I took my skills from being a big music failure, trying to uh, <laughs> get people to listen to my music or get placements on albums. You know, um, it's easier to talk to a government agent or a famous person in the UFO field than it is to speak to a famous rapper. And I was uh, busting my butt so hard in the music industry, I was able to take those marketing skills and networking skills and put them in the UFO community, and it just worked. Science Bob. Okay, so that is how I noticed you first. Okay, so I went, I do not know how Danny Silva who, you know, you could look at you, you could see you, and I, you had not been uh, anything huge in the UFO field. Don't worry, I wasn't either, and I'll, 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 I'll relay that story again later. But there was one story you broke, Danny. And I don't know whether you can say how you did it, or I'm not asking you for your sources, but the story that really caught my eye. And what it said was you had developed unique sources of information that no one else in the field had. And that was the story where on the silver record, you wrote, uh, wrote up a blog about Hal Putoff and Lou Elizondo writing the Indian Supreme Court. And at the bottom, there is Tom DeLong congratulating you. Uh, you tell, tell us about that story and whatever you feel you can tell. Sure. I think I can uh, say a lot of it now. Um, you know, I was just, I'm, I'm, you, you got to eat it. I'm sorry, so be, sure, be sure you tell our audience what that story was about, because I, I was very short. The story was about, basically, um, a guy named Sabir Hussein from India was um, going in front of judges and politicians in India, and he was concerned that India and Pakistan you know, they already have a lot of tension over there politically. They both have nuclear weapons and um, they're, you know, at, at their throats all the time. So they were worried that there would be a UFO incident and they would take it as an act of war when, because we know UFOs are interested in nukes um, and it would kick off some big military movement and it was actually just UFOs. Kind of like some of the rumors we've heard between United States and Russia turning nukes on and off. Basically, that is the exact same thing. Or just even having a UFO flying around out there, and they think it's an adversarial, you know, attack. Um, so Sabir Hussein put that on his YouTube, and I was just following his stories. I'm just sniffing around. 
I think someone had posted that little YouTube clip on Twitter with some excerpts of their of these letters and these quotes. Um, and I'm still in contact with Sabir actually, and uh, he's a real interesting guy. Um, but uh, so I saw those quotes. I contacted Sabir. We became friends, and um, I he told me that that was that those weren't the full letters. And I thought, wow, that would be really cool to get these letters. And um, I was in contact with people, you know, Hal Putoff and, and Lou Elizondo. And that was kind of back when it was a little bit harder to talk to these guys. Now Lou is everywhere. But, um, you know, I, I was always bugging people. You know, I, you get to bug the heck out of everyone. I'm, I was bugging to the Stars Academy all the time. Um, their, their secretaries knew me um, by name because I'm always contacting them for comments and et cetera, et cetera. And um, Hal Putoff is a stand-up guy. He's an amazing person. He's really nice. And he always uh, answered my emails when I would bug him. And um, we've, we talked about various things. He's, I was able to bounce stories off of him. Not that we're best friends or something, but uh, you know, I was able to bounce things off of him. I asked him, hey, can I print this uh, letter that you wrote? And um, he got back to me eventually, and he said, yeah, and he sent it to me. So that was really cool. And um, then after that, I think it was a few weeks or a month or something, um, Lou sent me his letter and said, go ahead and, and publish it. And it was just a cool little story. Um, I got, was able to print some exclusive letters. Really, it's all thanks to Sabir and his work that he was doing out there. I don't think it ended up being um, too successful. I think people were, I think the UFO stigma is real out there, just like it's real here or anywhere in the world, really. But, uh, you know, he was chipping away at it, and he's an advocate, and he's he's kicking butt, and he still does um, to this day. He's an interesting researcher. And um, so that was cool. And it's just all about digging, getting scoops, bugging sources. And really, Hal and um, Lou, they were nice enough to let me publish letters. But, uh, again, it was all thanks to Sabir's work. And Sabir had contacted all these people. Um, There's others that I can't remember now. And he had all these really um, illustrious people writing letters that he was presenting to um, Indian uh, authorities. And uh, it was really crazy that Sabir was able to get the ear of all these people and, um, and make them uh, understand that this Indian-Pakistan conflict could get serious due to UFOs. It was a little strange because uh, t- the thing that stood out to me about Sabir was... He was writing the Supreme Court. So that's not something you would do in the United States if you wanted to have an impact on policy and so forth. You wouldn't write John Roberts and tell him, we have a UFO problem. We might get into a war with Canada if we don't look out. I mean, you know, you, you, you'd, you'd write your Congress critter or the White House or something else. Anyway, so I just thought it was interesting. And it was clear to me that you had worked hard to assemble all these different strands into an into a whole tapestry and lay it out in a way that was good enough for Tom DeLong to write you and congratulate you and I went okay Danny Silva is somebody that I I I I know he's new to all this uh, that he doesn't really have a track record as as a big time journalist but he's got the journalistic instincts and to let me tell you how I how I got that my father owned a newspaper, and he was an investigative journalist in my hometown newspaper. 
And so I would go out and do stuff with him all the time. I would never interested in journalism, but I could see the process and that you had done it. And I thought it was a really, really neat deal. And it was just another interesting tidbit that made clear, made absolutely clear that these people at TTSA, they intended to stick their damn nose in everywhere where anything might have something to do with UFOs and the impact of any national security state, any state on the planet, and stick their nose in and get get attention and try to get people working on stuff. And I think they thought, since that problem is so severe, uh, and it is severe, it really is. So I spent just you, my previous job was doing things for the United States government, and I spent months in India and Pakistan. Uh, during the time when there was a lot of hostilities and lots of terrorists. In fact, I was at the embassy in uh, Islamabad uh, when they RPG'd the front of the U.S. embassy. Uh, and that was, that was, that was a wake-up call. So all that stuff over there is for real. The, 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 it was just amazing that they would do it. And what it also told me is for how put off and Lou Elizondo, both of them associated either directly as an employee or as an advisor or whatever to TTSA, that they and TTSA tended where they were going to work to have an impact on the UFO story. Uh, and that was really interesting, Dan. I, I really thank you for doing that work. Thanks, man. That was, that was a cool little scoop. You know, it's just all about digging. Yeah, and um, I, I would never call myself an actual trained journalist, otherwise Dave would chop my head off. But uh, I'm a citizen journalist, and uh, my father was a journalist, too, career. And uh, he started as a reporter, as a young guy, and he became an editor. He interviewed Muhammad Ali, Meyer Lansky. He's done a lot of crazy stuff. So I think maybe I just uh, some of that rubbed off on me, too. Same, same thing. I watched my dad. I went with my dad uh, covering really horrific accidents and horrible crime scenes and stuff, and I would act as his photographer because it was a small-town newspaper. Dave? Danny, I want to ask you because, you know, you were getting stories right off the bat that most seasoned journalists could not get out of the TTSA or even on their every regular day job couldn't figure out this story, yet here you were kind of hammering this and everybody was watching every move that you were making, and, and and I was one of them where I was like, who the hell is this guy all of a sudden coming out of nowhere and getting all the all of this huge stories about UFOs? And it was confusing to a lot of us. For you, at any time, being, yes, you worked your sources, yes, you worked hard to try and get these guys to trust you, and you were bugging them, like you said, but at any time did you feel that maybe they were giving it to you to maybe play you to use you as an an advocate for the TTSA during this time because normally a group who is talking about something really big doesn't go to the small guy they're going to Fox News they're going to CNN they're going to seasoned reporters like George Knapp and not fringe people like what we do here or new bloggers and writers and citizen journalists like yourself I wasn't getting a lot of stuff handed to me, really. So, I mean, it always goes across your mind, um, you know, when you're getting information. But I wasn't really getting a lot of stuff handed to me from TTSA, if, if anything at all. I was mainly bugging the heck out of them and other people. I also... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So was able to utilize, you know, all of uh, social media, all my friends, and it wasn't just me. We have so many great people um, at the time, too, that were, uh, you know, as, as the story got bigger and more popular, everyone on UFO Twitter started digging. So one little tweet from some regular person could be a lead for me, and I was able to follow that lead. Um, but I wasn't just getting handed a lot of stuff. It was more interesting almost back then, too, because now it's like, or I shouldn't say interesting, but, you know, they were quiet. So the Stars Academy was pretty quiet, especially when they were um, recording Unidentified, the TV show, and things like that. And not a lot of information was coming out. I mean, there'd be like a year at a time when nothing was coming out. So the only information that was coming out was if I would dig or if someone else would really, really dig to get the story. Now it's like Lou is doing an interview every day and I can't keep up. And, um, and he's speaking for himself. So it's kind of... Uh, I don't have to write as much now because he's updating people so many times a day. But but there was uh, there wasn't very many updates back then, and um, people were frustrated about it too. And I was you know every little thing, every little update of what they were doing became a blog at the time um, because people were interested and there was such a lack of information. But now we have this big information flow. It is crazy how things have changed. I mean, just in these years. You know, we can go into the UAPTF report, political interest. I mean, just in the last six months, things have changed and it's everything is evolving. You know, TTSA split, of course, but Lou and uh, Chris are still doing it. And um, everything just has really, really changed the dynamic of the whole uh, thing. I mean, look at all these podcasts and radio shows and uh, it's everything now. And uh, I can't keep up with all the um, podcast requests I'm getting now. It's almost like I'm talking more than I'm writing. But uh I don't know. The dynamic is a lot different than it was um, originally. and uh, But I think that's a good thing because more people involved. Mainstream media is involved. Now I have mainstream media contacts that are calling me um, for input uh, all around the world. And I bet you guys do too. And it's just it's really cool to see this interest in the, um, in the UFO community. It's kind of going mainstream a little bit at least now. Science yep, buzz. it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So... Um, during that first time when you were just kind of getting going and you had 
uh, some interesting stories like the one we just talked about with TTSA. Uh, did you, what, what would you feel was your biggest learning experience? Like, where did you step in the biggest pile? I mean, what, 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 how, how did you grow? Hmm. That, you know, the Lou Elizondo, the, that was the Chris Mellon website leak that we're talking about. And yes. a guy named Twitter user Jay, he runs the Mind Sublime podcast, not to be confused with Project Unity, Jay. I'm going to get you guys to hold that right there because sure. we're so into this conversation, I forgot about the break. Science Bob. <laughs> And friends, our special guest, Danny Silver from The Silver Record. We're going to continue UFO talk right after this on Spaced Out Radio. I'm sorry about that, guys. That was my fault. That's okay. We'll pick it up right there when we come back because I want to, I want to hear. I mean, everybody that's kind of successful steps in it on the way up. I mean, you, you, oh, you yeah. learn. You learn from your mistakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So am I. So, I so am people, I. I make people mad, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell, I'll tell some of the, the pissed-off people that, that are, uh, won't do anything with me anymore. So uh, it's, it's interesting. This field is crazy. Yes, it has a bunch of Velcro, and everybody's sticking to it. <laughs> well, once you're out of the closet, that's it. You're a UFO person forever. Yep, that is true. Very and I'm kind true. of uh, I'm kind of at a loss because I'm a uh, a blogger, and they know I'm looking for stories. And um, whereas I'm not just a person, uh, you know, people will just talk to me and stuff. But um, at the end of the day, I'm trying to share information, and I think that makes people a little bit nervous too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and you don't you, right now. I mean, your name is growing, but you don't have as big as, as big a name as say Grant Cameron. And Grant Cameron, he's right in your face. Don't you tell me anything you don't want me to tell because I'm going to tell everybody. It does I mean, make it easier. Yeah, it does make it easier. I mean, he's just like, man, but people still tell him stuff. He just goes out and tells it. Mm-hmm. Danny Sheehan's the same way. He'll go into these meetings with people in government, and the first they want want to do is sign him to an oath of secrecy, and he gives them two fingers. And I guess I guess you I guess you can figure out which two. Sheehan confuses me so much, man. Oh yeah, he is an interesting character. Yeah, but look, I mean, I've been following that guy since I was in high school. Crazy. High school, crazy. Okay, because I, mean, I almost went to Vietnam. When they when Nixon ended the draft, my draft number was seven. I was packing my bags to go to the rice paddies, and he called it off. Wow! And Sheehan was involved then. Wow! He 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 got the Pentagon Papers published on the New York Times, and by by being their lawyer, fighting for the Pentagon Paper release, and he won a First Amendment uh, deal. I mean, Dick oh, cool. Sheehan's been big forever. He worked for Jimmy Carter in the White House. He's wow. been huge, huge. The guy's been huge. Man, his pedigree. It's yeah, and his, 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 uh, Silk, he, he was Silkwood's attorney when they friggin' messed her up and all this other crap. Didn't he, I work, mean, he's, didn't he work with F. Lee Bailey, too? Yes. He, his first <laughs> job out of Harvard Law School was with F. Lee Bailey. F. Lee Bailey was one of O.J. Simpson's attorneys. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Sheehan is the real deal. And I promise you, 
He has the people in the Pentagon shitting their pants. He does. You know, the mainstream media people I talk to, they question him because of the things he says, but no one questions his pedigree. No. And what he's done historically. No. And, no, and not only that, he continues to be a serious attorney. And uh, he's very, very capable, but he has, he has the ear of the Vatican, and the Vatican is making all these strange noises about aliens and UFOs and ETs and having public, public discourse on it and public scientific conventions and so forth. And he, is, he was the attorney for the Jesuit order in the United States for a while. I mean, wow. he, he is connected. Wow. Got great yeah. hair, too. Let's, let's oh, be honest. He's, he's, he, he, is, he is one very, very attractive all over kind of guy i mean the guy has a great personality for what he does he has this he has this he has this odd odd look that you can never forget once you've seen it oh yeah i have a crush on she and i really like that guy i really do he's a big he's a big deal i really really hope people don't underestimate him uh it's incredible really is really is all right guys we have about one minute one minute his statement was interesting about the Greer uh, documentary. That's for sure. Well, yes, we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But we, we want to get into a bunch of stuff. Well, we got to finish up Danny's story first. Yeah. Yes. Uh, exactly. You remember where you left off, Dan? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Just give a give a reprise and then go. Yeah. Sure. Refresh my memory. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, when I stepped in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked him, what, 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 right. what did he step in? All right, cool. <laughs> big thank you to G. West, Jeremy, uh, Bigfoot, Rob, Adam, and Science Bob for the amazing Super Chats tonight. Really do appreciate the great support from all of you. It's a great way to support this show. Thank you to all of our new subscribers who are tuning on in, and, of course, all the veterans out there. We absolutely love you. And, of course, our regulars who are in the chat rooms. Here we go with the second half hour of the show starting here in five seconds. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on with Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire is here once a month to hang out and discuss everything weird and strange in the umbrella term of the paranormal. And our special guest tonight from the Silver Record, silverrecord.com, at Silver Record on Twitter, Mr. Danny Silva. 
gentlemen. Okay, uh, where 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 we left off is <clears throat> I had asked Danny uh, where, what 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 thing when he was kind of getting going did he step in and he was beginning to tell us the story of his one of his one of his mistakes which everybody has to go through to learn. Go ahead, Danny. And I don't even know if I would consider it a mistake. It's just it was a controversy and um and I'm still stepping in it all the time. I just did like a month or two ago that I don't know if anyone will ever know about, but um I pissed a bunch of people off behind the scenes. But um you know, it's just me sniffing around looking for stories, looking for leads, following leads, asking people Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply directly you know if i hear something i'm in these people's emails asking them about it and sometimes that doesn't make them happy but um so it was the chris mellon leak you know it leaked thanks to twitter user jay from the mind sublime podcast he would be an, an interesting guest for you guys by the way and uh he, he he goes into more of the consciousness aspect of things that i don't understand but um he he was also a great at, he was great at digging and finding information, especially back then he was more involved. He came across the Chris Mellon website and he realized it was open and um, it was huge. And I remember being at work and I had a 10 minute break and I was on my phone and he had tagged me in a tweet saying, Hey, what is this? This looks like, this looks like Lou Elizondo's resignation letter. And we had been hearing about Elizondo's resignation letter for like a year or two. And we wanted to see it, you know, and this was it. Um, and uh, there was all this other stuff in, on the Chris Mellon website. So I published the uh, Elizondo's resignation letter on the website. I went back to work and the whole world exploded, basically. Everyone started looking at the Chris Mellon leak, the website. It had the report about the Nimitz that had sensitive information in it. It had Alex Dietrich's name. She wasn't public at the time, and she wasn't public for years and years later until just recently. It had Dave Fravor's uh, name in there. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, it had their phone numbers. It may have even had their addresses. I can't remember. It was a mess. It also had the ATIP slides, including the infamous slide nine, thanks to UFO Joe, who really made that popular. But now it's like one of the biggest uh, leaks ever. 
the ATIP slides, and of course the slide nine that everyone is always talking about. Oh yeah, the list, and, uh, the, the yeah. major list. Yeah, the list. It, it was it was huge, man, and it was just a. Uh, but people were freaking out because it had all this private information from the pilots, including their names, and um, so that was a big deal. Um, I ended up pulling the link on the website, and then like a day later. Um, they closed the website for good. And, it doesn't um, matter. It doesn't matter because of the Wayback Machine. Yeah. I don't know if the Wayback Machine caught it or not because it was like it was like password protected, and for one day it wasn't. You know, the conspiracy theories were flying. Did Mellon do it on purpose because they wanted to um, nudge the Alex Dietrich to come out and speak? Or did they want to leak the resignation letter? Did they want to leak the slides? Was it a, just a huge mistake, you know? But it was a really big deal at the time, and um, I remember the people I was working with, uh, you know, uh, people were freaking out, and they were just, like, trying to get a hold of me. They didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, and we ended up pulling all the sensitive information, at least. You know, we were – and I, I still hold this. You know, someone doesn't want to come forward. Um, but but Alex's name was out there at the time, and people were talking about it, and a lot of people were arguing, Um trying to keep her name secret because she didn't want to come out. Even when she was on Unidentified, they didn't say her name. They didn't show her face. And uh, she just finally came out recently. But, I mean, it took her like four years or really since 2004. She's a, fan, she's a fantastic public personality. She's, yeah. she's brilliant. She's absolutely yeah. brilliant. She's the best spokesman those dadgum pilots have. It is cool seeing her on Twitter. She's really funny. Oh, she's hilarious. And she, yeah. she like, like I like astronomical photos. She loves clouds. She yeah. has a cloud thing like every day, like me and the astronomical or satellite stuff. It's pretty interesting. All right, you had another, what to me was a major story. I believe you're the only one that had it. And it was recent. And it's a big deal. And I don't know how you got it. So... I mean, look, I knew Avril Haines was going to write the DNI report. I kept going all over podcasts, websites, and telling people, this is not a UAPTF report. The report is coming from the DNI. And people would fall right back in and say it was UAPTF report. But you're the only place that knew what I knew, and that is she knew she didn't have enough time and was going to release an update about three months later. Tell us about that story. That story, um, apparently the New York Times or someone mentioned that they were going to update it, um, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, I have mainstream media connections, um, and I don't do a lot of speaking to Susan Goff. Um, I never have, in fact, and... um, but a lot of the mainstream media people I'm in contact with were friends. Um, they are they have the clout where these government spokespersons um, will t- speak to them quickly, and a lot of times they will be getting comments. They aren't cleared to print the story, or they don't care. It's not a big deal to them. They just don't care. It's a UFO thing. You know, none of these mainstream guys exclusively cover ufos they're doing all kinds of stuff so i got that comment uh by ondi uh kicked to me and um 
someone shared it with me and I was like, Hey, this is awesome. Um, I'm going to print this if it's okay with you. And they said, yeah, go for it. Did they tell you how they got it? They were uh, just in contact with the spokespeople. Okay. Got it. So so, uh, look, look, Susan Goff, one thing she does know, even though she's a regular purveyor of crap, she understands protocol. You are way outside of your lane. If you're in the Pentagon and you comment on the office of the director of national intelligence. So it had to have been an ODI spokesman that uh, initially put it out because it could not have been Susan Goff. She right. It not was not, it. Yeah, okay. it was not Susan Goff. It was someone else. Um, they told me to not share that person's name. Got and it. I, no, I, I didn't expect you to, but I wanted to know the gist of how you got that story because to me, there were two things that were extremely significant on the day 25th when the poor report was released, and none of them were the report. The report was a piece of fluff crap. Okay, so the thing that was not crap was that Kathy Hicks, the deputy director, the deputy secretary of defense, ordered the entire DOD and Pentagon people and all of their agencies to funnel information about UAPs to the same undersecretary office that Chris Mellon held when he was in the Pentagon. And that person was going to coordinate all new responses from the entirety of the Pentagon establishment to the committees on the Hill. And that was a huge revelation. And that letter got published, and the other thing was that, that Avril Haines is going to come back with a 90-day update. So if those two people, I mean, we could get anything. We could get Roswell in 90 days if they're really going to break. And at that end, Danny Sheehan coming in with a sledgehammer and a few other people and having IGs talking about looking into Roswell. I mean, it's a it, it could this could blow wide open, and you know I'm not I've not been an optimist about all this, but there there is a hint of a possibility that we could see more in 90 days than we ever dreamed we could. Yeah, and I don't know, you know, I'm I'm confused whether it's going to be a public update or a classified political bureaucratic update, but we'll have to see. We're going to see. Yeah, the other thing is, I mean, p- people have listened to me. But they don't ever really know how much they should t- should trust what I say. And it kind of pisses me off when I get massive high-level sources tell me that the damn report has 40 minutes of video and, and 40 of the most unbelievable pages ever of a very lar- uh, that are part of a very large document, and people doubt it. And now what do you have? You have Lou Elizondo talking about the... The, the, the 23-minute video, the 23-minute video that once it's out, you will never doubt again. You will never doubt again, ever. You will not be in doubt. And it has shaken people from the White House to the bottom of the Pentagon, that damn video. This thing is amazing. Okay, that's number one. And the content of these documents, it's reports of all sorts of stuff, I'm told. And it's hundreds of pages, but 40 of it are incredible. 
And, you know, I just think you just keep plugging away because we need, we need more than one voice spreading this stuff all around. Yeah. And I was, um, you know, I, I, I can see both sides of, of the report. You know, I thought it was good as far as promotion for mainstream media and political yeah. promotion. Uh, but for us, time. for us, yeah. it was aggravating. It was aggravating. It was also cool, though, just to see them talking about, you know, the, um, the ATIP, uh, uh, um, observables kind of in their own words and talking about other quote unquote, but no, yeah, I, I see both sides of it for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm interested in what's going to come. I was really hoping there'd be some case reports in there. I mean, I would like to hear what they had to say about the Nimitz or what they had to say about the USS kid and stuff. And there wasn't any, um, but, uh, Hey, it sounds like all these case reports, uh, the politicians got to see. Danny, what's, what's your thoughts on the fact that this report only goes back to 2004. Like they are trying, they being the United States. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. States government is trying to hold the UFO phenomena from the Nimitz incident on forward and really rejecting the history of this subject to this date. What's your opinion of that? Well, you know, it went to 2004 because of the Nimitz, but really it only was the last few years, if I understand correctly. Um, and, you know, I think there's this, uh, this battle going on, and I've been saying this for a while, between some of these special access programs, between the older programs, and then the more transparent programs like ATIP, and, and which became the task force. Um, I don't know. I think they know a lot of things. It doesn't mean that they can share it. And they know maybe what's in the special access programs, but just because you know what's over there, it doesn't mean you can put it in their report. And I think there's kind of a war going on between the real um, hidden stuff and the transparent areas and the transparent um, things. And I think that's what Lou's been fighting for. Um, You know, we hear a lot of different um, rumors, you know, I'm hearing, you know, you guys have too that, uh, you know, they kind of bounced the original task force guy and he had more clout. And now we have this new guy whose name came out actually, which was a pretty interesting blog. That was thanks to Politico. 
Um, but I mean, at the same time, we got to be uh, thankful for what we have. And I'm thankful True. that we know the guy's name and that um, I guess the task force is permanent now. I'm not 100% sure of that. Mm-hmm. But, that's, um, that's, what, that's basically what Kathy Hicks said right. and said it will now operate out of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence. Now, they added another piece of the puzzle. Uh, for the for this person since Mellon had it, but it's intelligence and something else, maybe intelligence and acquisitions. But anyway, yeah. the, 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 but he but the person who sits in that office has the same access to the special access program coordinating committee that Chris Mellon had when he was in there. The other thing that people don't know is that Lou Elizondo was higher ranking than Mellon on that special access coordinating committee. Lou Elizondo managed that committee for the entire Pentagon. He was a big deal. The other thing that people don't know is when he kept talking about wanting to get a message to the Secretary of Defense, uh, Mattis knew who Lou Elizondo was. You know, when somebody saves your life, you don't forget who they are. And that's a real story. Yeah, and Lou was at that kind of a perch where – and, and it's interesting to me because people still question when he says things, you know, when they're questioning, when he's talking about um, that the government is holding debris on Tucker Carlson. And I understand that people want uh, proof, but I mean, what proof could he possibly show you? Is he going to take out a classified uh, giant piece of a UFO um, and, and go to jail immediately? Or, I mean, like he can just run up and get he's that. Walking and- a, he's walking a tightrope. I think he's yeah. doing it brilliantly. Just like, just, just. I'll, I'll relate to you when we get into another question. I'll relate to you what it's like walking the tightrope because I can tell you. Dave? For you, Danny, the way this story has kind of exploded and taken off into its own and, and we see the mainstream media, you've talked a couple of times that you're getting calls from all of these reporters who are trying to get caught up. Bob's had them. I've had them where they're just trying to figure out, okay, where can I get proper information? Where can I... Who should I follow up with? Who should I talk to? And we're all trying to get this story out as as big as possible with the right stories as possible. Outside of a good friend and mentor of yours, mine, George Knapp, from KLAS in Las Vegas, what has your opinion been on the type of questions that the mainstream media has been asking when granted the opportunity to cover this subject? To me, coming from the reporter's background, I think it's been very weak. Yes, it's great that they're talking about it. Yes, it's great that they're covering it. But the overall questions, even in asking something as simple of as what happened before 2004, why aren't we covering it? Those type of questions haven't been answered. What's your opinion on that? Kind of like the task force report, I see two different things here. I see the slower um, kind of easing people into things not getting, not going too far too fast. <clears throat> then the other side of it, I'm pissed off. I want it now. We know they're lying. We know there's more there. So I see both sides. You know, many people, they always say it's chestnut checkers. Um, and I do believe that. And I think that is coming into account when we're talking about mainstream media. I'm really happy when I see them asking some of the harder questions Gotti Schwartz from NBC, he used the um, Lou Elizondo quote where he was talking about nukes, UFOs and nukes. And I thought that was a big step. Um, But, you know, I think some of this probably is too much too soon. 
But at the same time, I want to just rip the bandaid off. Um, but we're advocates and we're trying to get the public involved. And, and you know, I think what Elizondo and Mellon are doing, it, it probably feeds into that also because they don't, they're not doing too much too soon. Now, every day it seems like they're talking about more and more and more and they're going farther. You know, when this started in 2017, no one was talking about debris and meta materials. But then we've seen that progression where now it's like, of course there's there's debris. I mean, that's how I feel at least. Of course there is. And, um, and now, you know, they're going to start talking about the others. I mean, even on the Unidentified show, they really weren't saying aliens until like the last, very last episode. Um, and now we have, you know, Melon and, and Lou and Lou's going way farther and hypothesizing more. And it's just, it's, it, I think that's what's going on. And, um, you know, part of the goal also was to got, not get everyone super scared. And that's been accomplished, it seems like. Um, we failed with COVID, getting everyone scared and people acting like idiots. But uh, as far as the UFO um, topic, no one's gotten really too scared. You know, probably that's why we're not hearing about a lot of the experiencer stuff. And I know experiencers get frustrated. But, you know, if we're just bringing abductions into this right away. Um, people will desert it. Yeah. And you know what? When people do get interested, they can start doing their own research. I mean, when they start hearing about UFOs, then they can go on the Internet themselves and, and look at uh, Travis Walton and real abduction cases and things like that. Um, and they can get into the woo kind of on their own. But in order to get people that don't care about the subject, and we all know them, we're, they're probably in our family, and we probably have friends like that, and they frustrate us because they just don't care. Or even if they do care... They just refuse to believe the evidence. Um, I think the slow rollout is advantageous. Um, but I see both sides of it, man. And I get frustrated like the rest of the people. You know, um, I saw all the anger when the when the report came out. Um, and I've seen the anger from experiencers that just want answers. And I get it. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're kind of playing the long game here right now. And um, so I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings big time. So, so I, the, the the TMZ show will run with, with Expedition X. Josh Gates, you had you had Jim Simivan at the end. His conclusion was it's aliens. That's a big move. That's a huge move. I really did not expect, maybe even especially on a show like that, for somebody of a Jim Simivan stature to go all the way down the rabbit hole and say he thinks it's aliens. I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. So a lot of amazing stuff has happened, and it's clear that you are exactly right. They are letting the snowball go down the hill and gradually gather a circumference as it rolls downhill and picks up more snow. And they're scared of it breaking apart and falling apart before they get public hearings on the hill. That's really what they're after, and the reason is clear. They want the people who come before these committees to have to raise their right hand and swear they will tell the truth before God and everybody. And that will be a huge deal because you know and I know, and everybody that doesn't want to go there knows, the Roswell question will come up. Well, it also, Under oath. And it also comes up too, gentlemen, as we've got about 90 seconds to go here, that the U.S. government has a lot of secrets 
that it still needs to figure out what it's going to cover up and what it's not. Whether or not Roswell did happen, whether or not there's bodies, it opens up to a lot of these weird conspiracy theories too, Danny, like you were saying, that people may not be ready for. The public, is, the majority of the public is not ready for ET contact. They're not ready to hear about all the sorts of aliens of greys and mantids and humanoids and draconians and you know, science bobs of the world. They're they're not even willing to hear Holloman Air Force Base. They're not ready for that. No, but the government still has to cover that up if we want to go deep, deep into the woo. So, Danny, with about 45 seconds before we go here, you know, you're saying we're we're in for the long ball game here. How long do you think until we get to that alien conversation? I think it's getting here now. Um, We're seeing some of the politicians... Um, talking about it, and you know, I've heard rumors. Everyone's heard rumors about what's been on the classified side of these briefings, and it sounds like they're getting into woo stuff. But I don't know for sure because I wasn't there. But the, that's what the rumors are saying. And if they, um, I, it sounds like they're actually uh, entertaining it. I'm telling you, if they saw with well, a thing that I, you know, I got in trouble for talking about, uh, if they saw all that, they know. They know it's not some drone from Russia or China. They know. Well, we're soon going to see. Gentlemen, I'm going to get you hold hold on right there because we are going to take a break here on this power show of UFO talk on Science Bob and Friends with Dr. Bob McGuire, who joins us once a month here on Spaced Out Radio to talk about the who, what, where, when, why, and how of everything under the paranormal umbrella. And one of the top writers, researchers, bloggers when it comes to everything UFO, Danny Silva from the Silver Record, at Silver Record on Twitter and on Instagram, and his website, silverrecord.com. More UFO talk when we return with Science Bob and Friends and our special guest, Danny Silva. We'll be right back. Okay, remember, we're still live on YouTube. You guys chat. Uh, My sister is four hours south of me in the Okanagan, and a fire near their house, um, which was at about 1,500 hectares around noon today, has jumped up to 5,000 hectares. So I got to go talk to my sister here quickly. I'll be right back, okay? All right. How, uh, what are you hearing? How woo is the classified side? I mean... They're talking about uh, the, uh, that it could be aliens, right? Yes, they're convinced. I mean, it's on the table. I'm just telling. I'm telling. No, no, they were they were they were convinced before the report was written. They know it's not Russia and China. They know it's not a secret U.S. program. No matter how much crap you hear on the internet, the United States government does not test its secrets over the top of a carrier group. Right. They do not do that. So it can't be us, can't be Russia, can't be China. Guess what's left? Yeah. Other. Yeah. They know. They know already. What do you think about the um, house, the rumors that uh, the military and the Navy are trying to uh, kind of tease the UFOs come to come out? And they're maybe going to hot spots. Well, that's the, so I was going to tell you, that's what I claimed was happening with the kid. The reason I say that is 
when you send a group of ships out like that, and the group of ships made no sense. They are support ships for a carrier battle group. So they went out, these cruisers went out, and all of a sudden, these things fly right over the top of the ships, some of them within a few hundred feet. And the, for a commander to allow his command of the group and or a vessel to expose themselves to danger and take zero action tells me the rules of engagement were set before they ever got there. And that meant they were set out there. This is Bob giving you his interpretation. They didn't defend themselves. They didn't even take evasive action. They were sent out there to poke the bear. I guarantee you nothing else makes sense to me. Now, I don't know the orders. Nobody's told me anything classified, but it doesn't make sense, Danny, for those ships not to take any action whatsoever. That's always confused me. You know, you would think that they'd be blasting, whether it's drones or whatever, you know, um, they have to protect the sailors. And I asked Tyler Rogoway about this, and I I don't remember what he told me, but... um, Tyler knows. He knows this is bullshit. He knows it's bullshit. It is weird. I mean, if you're on the street and someone comes up too close to you, you tell them to back away from you or you punch them instinctively. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's weird they're letting these drones or whatever around the ships. Um, I mean, how do they know there's no weapons on them? Hundreds, Hundreds of millions of dollars of assets, millions of dollars in trained personnel, and the lives of the people that they hold in their hands and they do nothing? No. Danny, they went out there to stir them up. They yeah. have a theory of how to do it, and it looks to me like they succeeded because they got a shitload of them out of the water. And it's always off the coast of San Diego. It's so weird. I mean, it's other places too, but uh, it's just so weird. It keeps well, I, keep, I just keep hearing these rumors and see stuff on the Internet, and I don't know if any of this is true, and no one has told me about this base off of Florida in the Atlantic, Atlantic Ocean. And and then uh, Preston Dennett uh, keeps talking about this base off Catalina. Yeah, yeah. And he um, has been he has been researching Catalina Island for decades. Have you heard about bases in the classified section of the report that they were talking about bases or floating the idea? I, I I'm going to tell you, I have not been told classified information. Yeah. And the 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 twenty three minute video, I saw one cell. Cool, very cool. And that got me in a shitload of trouble and a counterintelligence investigation. Tim McMillan was screaming his ass off at me. It was bad. Wait, are you saying that the twenty three minute video is the triangle? I saw a cell of the triangle, right? I I think it was a triangle. So so um. So it looked enough like a triangle that that's probably what they would call it. Wait a second. So that means the 23-minute video is the alleged triangle. Again, I saw a cell. I don't even know what it came from except hearing Lou Elizondo's description of the 23-minute video. And if that's the high-res stuff, I saw a single cell. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote an interesting blog with um, Tyler Rogaway's help, and uh, it just shows some of these close-up cameras. It was just basically focusing on the um, on the camera technology, and uh, yeah. man, yeah, uh, we have uh, all this uh, clear uh, video. Not, not only that, you have multi sensors. 
You have radar, infrared, visible, super high res, and you can fuse all of them into one unfreaking real picture. Yeah. And we do it all the time with drug smugglers, and it's like we're supposed to think that they don't have it of uh, incursions over um, battleships. Oh, <clears throat> All right, guys, we got uh, 35 seconds here. Um, kind of weird having to have an evacuation conversation with your sister. Uh, that kind of sucks. But um, thank you for your patience. Big thank you to Alicia for the super chats, along with Colin, Dave Hurley, G West, Jeremy, Bigfoot, Rob, Adam, and Science Bob. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to all of our new subscribers uh, to Spaced Out Radio and all the veterans listening in. Here comes hour number two right now. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is underway tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune us on in. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Hello to everybody listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Calcivorous. Calcivorous is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on with Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire joins us once a month to talk about everything weird and strange in the paranormal world with a scientific tone to it. And our special guest tonight from the Silver Record, silverrecord.com, Danny Silva, Science Bob. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about Chris Mellon and and uh, Steve Justice and Lou Elizondo. So I'm, I'm not as out there as they are, okay? And But I've led an interesting life. And... Uh, I had really high-level clearances, but I was never read into this stuff. So I didn't see this part of it as my day job. And, and the way classification of materials works is you have a clearance. That clearance says that you are a person the United States will trust. And you have a level. Well, mine was as high as you could get. Okay? But the second aspect is that means you can be led into the building and they're not going to pull a gun on you, okay? But the other part is need to know. That means for whatever job you were given, you have a need to know the stuff. That means you have a key to the door of the office you're going to work in, and you know the password to log into the computer. So you've got to have all those pieces before you are exposed to a program. So I was never exposed to this stuff. But I had high-level security clearance, and mine is still current and it will be until next may uh but i read out and stopped doing that kind of work last may 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 8th of 2020 
I mean, the COVID stuff, I was just, I retired. I bought my house and moved, moved home and said, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to go. But since then, there have been more than two occasions where I would be contacted. I would be told of really, really super highly important problems that were in desperate need of a solution. And it wouldn't be classified, the conversation, because I haven't been read in yet. But enough would be said that I'm the kind of guy. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. They can kind of guess what it's after. And the stuff they wanted me to work on is in front pages of newspapers all over the world. It's just not about UFOs. It's about other things. And they would go a little bit deeper, try to take the next step, and they would run into the UFO wall. Bob's a UFO nut now. We don't want him inside here. And I'm telling you, it is a brick wall. I'm just telling you what Elizondo and Mellon and Justice have done is as brave a thing as I have seen. We owe them. We owe them a debt of gratitude because they are risking everything by doing this. And I can tell you. it's not going to hurt me financially or anything else, but my country could use my help on some things because let's just tell you straight up, I'm the best there is at some things. I'm not the best there is at everything, but in places where I was good, I was the best there was. Okay, and now I can't be allowed to work on those problems because they're scared to death I'm going to come in there and sneak around and look at UFOs. It's pretty amazing. This field is crazy. Sounded Brett, anyway. You're sounding like Bret Hart there. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, no, no. In, 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 two or th- in, in the two or three things I'm good at, I'm the best there is. But, 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 but all, all the stuff like Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon and Steve Justice, well, I'm not so good at those things. But I have other, other things that I'm really good at. And, you know, I, you can kind of figure out what some of those are because you can go see, see the two companies I started which have allowed me to retire. I mean, just this is just amazing how many people keep trashing, talking ugly, talking bad about Lou, Steve, and Chris because what they're doing is risking everything. 
Now I'm very glad to see that they have Danny Silva in their corner because he is a pit bull of a fighter. They spear oh, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty toxic how how much flack people get. I mean, I'm uh, pretty surprised about um, all the information that Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp have put out this year and these really cool videos. And even if you don't think they're cool, you should at least be appreciative that you got to see them, even if you think they're just drones. And, and uh, let's, let's mention one other person. I have no idea how Eric Davis continues to work at a very high level in the Aerospace Corporation talking out loud. I don't yeah. know how he's getting away with it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's become a little bit more quiet. But um, I'm sure a lot of these guys get a lot of flack. And, but uh, he has a great job, and um, hopefully he's going to have it for a long time. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the amount of flack people get, um, it's crazy, and it makes no sense to me. And uh, even if you think they're drones, you should be happy that um, there's a spotlight on the subject right now. And uh, I just don't understand it, man. And people, uh, I don't think, it, it seems like the UFO community itself, not even uh, just the public, the UFO community, um, even in the past few days, have been, uh, you know, debating the whole um, whether we have the government has debris or not, which I thought that was kind of like a sealed deal years ago to me. But um, now there's people even um, seemingly not ready for that or not believing it. Somebody um, needs to pull the trigger to get a story in front page of the Washington Post or the New York Times. As soon as the debris gets there, the floodgates will open. I really hope uh, Valet and Nolan are successful because they're trying to go the uh, scientific journal route. Yeah. And hopefully that will convince people. I don't know if it will. I'm sure there will still be um, debunkers and people saying that someone spent billions of dollars to make this stuff and then threw it out into the desert. And we don't understand why. Or it was made in zero gravity and there's secret manufacturing plants in space that we just don't know about and that's where it came from. But uh, I just, I really hope they're successful, man. And, uh, for a while, I was thinking that was the next best thing, and then that was coming soon, and um, it hasn't happened. But I know a lot of people are still working on it, and um, just imagine all the names we don't know. I mean, there's there's names we do know, and they're famous, and they're heroes, and then there's got to be so many other people that we're never, ever going to know their names. Dave? I got a pair of questions for you, Danny. We'll start off with, with this one before I get to one of our listeners, G. West, and that is Lou Elizondo is looking tired. He really is. And the people that I've talked to say that he is getting worn out with this. At some point, there is rumor out there that Lou may step aside and let someone else kind of carry the ball, whether that's Sean Cahill or whether that's a name that we do not know as of yet. You know, ever since Lou left the To The Stars Academy, it almost seems like he's had to play makeup for all the interviews that he didn't get uh, associated with. And, and in talking to Lou, he never got a lot of those requests that were actually brought forward uh, due to the way the the publicity was handled through the TTSA. That's another topic for another night. However, Lou seems to be absolutely everywhere, but he is, from all intents and purposes, getting tired, getting worn out, tired of being the face of this franchise that we call ufology. Do you see someone, or are you in the know of someone who may step up to help take some of the pressure off of Lou? 
I mean, we have Melon, and we, um, you know, Sean Cahill's doing a great job. Uh, he's a great speaker. Jeremy Corbell is an amazing speaker. George Knapp is an amazing speaker. There's a lot of other people um, that should be speaking more. I was happy to see Jim Semivan speaking because um, I've been mad about that. He hasn't been talking. Um, you know, it felt like to the Stars Academy, not everyone over there was pulling their weight. They let Lou and Melon do a lot of it. And uh, I don't have any inside information about any other people coming forward, and I certainly hope they do. I've, I've been wanting this whole time for the task force director to speak, where we don't have to go through Susan Goff. I mean, he got outed by Politico, um, Brendan McKernan. I would like to, to hit, see him do uh, some, um, you know, press. Let's let's hear from him. Why not? We know his name now. Let's speak to him. Um, I've been told at one point that that would never happen, and then I was getting told maybe it will happen. But, I mean, he's out now, so why can't he speak? Why can't he go in front of um, some uh, reporters and talk? But um, Lou shouldn't have to do everything, but the fact is he's kind of like Michael Jordan right now, and um, I don't want him to get burnt out. Maybe he's doing a little bit too many interviews right now. I think, I think he is, and I think he's not picking the right places to drop bombshells. I had to run around and go to just, just let's, let's, let's call it, fourth and fifth rate podcasts, fourth and fifth rate shows of whatever type where all, they had like 12 listeners. And in these 12, in these 12 listener things, he would drop a bombshell. I'm not going to name any of them, but I'm sure you know some of the ones I'm talking about. And I just couldn't believe it. I think that's just the kindness, and, and it shows how kind Lou is and how nice he is and how, how approachable he is. And um, he's not turning anyone down, and he wants everyone involved, and he keeps saying this is a team effort. And he's, he's a great leader, and he wants everyone involved, and he's just so darn nice. Um, you know, all these people that I've been arguing with about over Lou for years, they've blocked me on social media. They hate me. Now they're friends with Lou all of a sudden, and they're getting them on their show. Um, and it's crazy. And, uh, but they still don't like me, and I'm still blocked. But, um, yeah, Lou is just a great leader, and he, he goes directly to his greatest haters, and he flips them into uh, believing him. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's really working hard. Uh, Danny, we got a question from G West in our chat room. Can you go into more into the rumors that you have heard about the classified report? It's mostly just speculation. You know, we see it on UFO Twitter and other social media. I don't have any inside information. You know, I assume that they went into case reports because they were talking about what was it, 140 plus case reports. You know, um, I. There's rumors that they're getting into the woo stuff. You can kind of read between the lines when you listen to some of the politicians and, and uh, their comments. Um, you guys would know just as much as me. I don't have any inside info. Um, or maybe what, a what, what, a, what a few congressmen and senators have said when reporters walk up to them walking down the sidewalk and in the halls of Congress, they are hearing a lot more than we had a few things in 2004 and 2015 around the Nimitz and the Teddy Roosevelt. They're hearing more than that. And a couple of them, I've never heard Democrats and Republicans be more unified on we got to get this stuff out and we need this and that uh, in a long time. And some of them are hot under the collar. They're barely controlling themselves. And you can watch their faces and see their muscles in their uh, cheeks uh, tighten and loosen 
as they're kind of grinding their teeth, they're so angry internally. And they know stuff. And we can also just go by comments and things that have been reported. I mean, the New York Times reported that Eric Davis claimed, I guess, to uh, have briefed people on off-world vehicles. So, I mean, that, that's pretty woo right there. Um, yep. That apparently happened. I mean, I believe it did. I don't see why Eric Davis would have uh, lied about that. So, I mean, they're getting into this stuff. They're, it really does seem like they are not only talking about drones, they're talking about the others, aliens, whatever you want to call them. And um, yeah. I don't know. I would just love to sit in. You know what I find funny is you don't hear a lot of Lou or Mellon recently over the last, say, month mentioning Russia or China in interviews. It's the reporters that keep bringing up the Russia-China aspect. It's almost like they have got some advice, maybe for me, uh, to literally stop using the words Russia and China, and the media hasn't even caught on to that yet, Danny. I think, you know, that was part of the chestnut checkers move where they didn't want to rule it out. I think now probably, and I'm just totally speculating here, that um, Lou and Chris are probably sick of it. And it was kind of something they created um, or just were trying to be responsible. I mean, you know, as a journalist, Dave, you can't just give one side of the story. You have to give the other side of the story, even if you think it's BS, just to be fair. True. And I think that's what they were doing. And um, I think they kind of created a uh, monster out of it. And I think they're pretty sick of it now. And um, when the New York uh, Times reported um, that that leak of the uh, report, it was like two weeks before the report came out, Lou turned into um, hashtag pissed off Lou, which I like the best. That's my favorite version of Lou is hashtag pissed off Lou. And he was talking about how it wasn't drones and it wasn't Russia or China. And if you hear some of these um, comments and then you read between the lines from Lou, it, it really doesn't seem like he thinks that. Now, of course, there are drones. And there are even are drones around battleships. I believe that, at least. But yeah. it's not all of them. And some of these are legit UAPs. I mean, I, and, and I we, 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 we've, seen, we've seen release of photos that are clearly balloons. That are clearly balloons. So I don't think people understand how many balloons are released in the United States every day. And just I have personally taken party balloons, hung a transmitter beneath the party balloon, built by a guy that does this for all, for all sorts of people in Huntsville, Alabama, near Marshall Space Flight. And these party Mylar party balloons with the transmitter hanging below circumnavigate the globe sometimes seven or eight times. And some of those have shown up in some of these photos. So they, they need to call those things out and, 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 and give, us some, give us some other stuff that's a little more titillating. <laughs> it is frustrating, too, because, you know, there's a section of the public and a section of the UFO community, and they're just never going to be happy with what we're currently seeing. Um, they are not going to be happy until there's an alien in a convertible driving down Sunset Boulevard or something like that and uh, live streaming on Instagram, the alien himself live streaming. And that's just the only thing that's going to get them to believe. And uh, it's unfortunate. And um, I saw a great uh, tweet the other day from that UFO podcast. They had taken a... a you know, the complaint is that, well, we have cell phones. Why aren't there clear pictures of UFOs? 
Well, they took a, a picture of a plane with a cell phone, and that's still grainy. It's not like these cell phone videos can zoom in on objects in the sky and give you, like, perfect, uh, you know, photos and videos. It just isn't accurate. No, and they're not stabilized well enough to keep them from being shaky. Yeah, you really need professional camera equipment, and most of these people don't have it. Even the um, some of the uh, pilots, it seems like, because they're using their own cell phones. So it's unfortunate. And um, I just the people that have consistent uh, experiences, people like Chris Bledsoe and things like that, I'm glad they're starting to get more of this high-tech uh, camera equipment just to shut people up. Oh, yeah, I'm taking two or three cameras over to Chris here soon, and that's going to be, uh, I think, a major boom. Give him a tripod. Uh, uh, Nikon P1000 and some other stuff that's really going to help. And he got a, a an Aurora Sport night vision camera from Joel uh, and uh, uh, Griffin, and that should be good. Uh, he's gotten some better stuff from that, but it's still handheld. But he needs a better camera. Danny, I got a question for you in regards to the public here, because I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis. And one thing that I've had a lot of my audience members reach out to me a lot over the last few months here is, Dave, where can I get proper information? We seem to be having information flowing in from all angles. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's fake. I don't know if it's somebody trying to get their name and their followers up on on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, whatever it may be. You've been doing this long enough now where you know who the players are or not. I'm not asking you to call people out because I think that's rude. But if you were to talk to my audience about where to direct people, as we got about three minutes to go here, where do you want people going for proper information? I want them going to George Knapp, Mystery Wire. I don't care how much crap he gets. Jeremy Corbell puts out great information. Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon. Sean Cahill, um, you know, these guys are, are uh, and there's a lot more people too. You know, everyone that's around Lou is extremely credible. Um, and I, my, my, uh, I, I feel for these people that are just jumping in right now. There's a lot of clout chasing going on. There's a lot of these fake teases that never come to fruition. And um, there's a lot of jealousy and there's a lot of people that market themselves to, to get followers, like you were saying, Dave, and it's unfortunate. And, um, you know, when I came into in 2017, I was doing the same thing that they're doing now. I mean, I was listening to, I won't say the name of, but there's, there's certain people where their stories are obviously fake. And, um, so there's going to be a learning curve, but if you stick to George Knapp, you stick to Lou Elizondo, you stick to Chris Mellon, um, and it doesn't mean you can't get on YouTube and watch some stuff and just kind of be entertained and, and look for these um, kind of interviews and, and just uh, get your feet wet, too. You know, some of this stuff is interesting, and I can't prove it. I can't tell if it's real or not, but it doesn't mean um, I wouldn't want to watch it. I still want to watch it. You know, um, one of them is uh, Robert Dean. He's, uh, he's a great, interesting, fun speaker. I don't know if anything he ever said was real or not, but... Um, there's a lot of other people like that, but I would just say stick to George. I mean, George Knapp is the best. He's he's the greatest journalist ever to cover the UFO subject. Lou and Chris are the best, um, you know, government-related people to ever come forward. So right there, those three folks, um, you can't go wrong with them. And um, 
some of the mainstream guys are really um, good at what they're doing now, too. I really like what Gotti Schwartz is doing. He had a baby, and he's kind of taking a step back, but I hope he comes back stronger. And there's a lot of other people, but Elizondo, Melon, George Knapp. I mean, you just can't go wrong. One of the reasons why I have a concern is I, I was listening to good friends of this show, UFO Garage, and they actually had a guest on who's relatively new to the field. And this guest, who's only been in for a few months, basically said, if you want the proper information, you got to come see me. I'm the guy with the proper information. I'm the guy who knows what's going on. And I, and I sat back and I listened. I didn't comment, you know, and I was just like, wow, really? Like, is this, is this what it's coming to? You know, and that's what I fear for the audience, not only of this show, but followers of yours, followers of Bob's, followers of everyone out there. All the people want is quality answers and quality information. Yet we're seeing this egomaniacal way of people trying to jump on the UFO bandwagon now, trying to steer that information into a completely different uh, area. And that area is to benefit them, their subscribers, their followers. And that's what I find dangerous. We only got 10 seconds. I'm seeing it. You know, people want clicks and they want to be a celebrity. And it's easy to do it in the UFO community. I've said it earlier. It's easy to get your name out in the UFO community. You can say wild stuff and you're going to have a million people following you. You got that right. We don't have a million, but we got a lot of people who follow this show. Science Bob and Friends with Dr. Bob McGuire. And our special guest tonight, Danny Silva of The Silva Record. We'll be back with more Spaced Out Radio coming up right after this. All right, guys, we're clear. Man, it's, it's uh, I, I do see it. It's like you can get into the UFO community and you can be a voice and you can feel special and you can feel famous. And um, I'm questioning some uh, some people, some people's motives. Um, and there's gonna, it's gonna be continuously getting worse. Yes, the it more, will. Uh, the bigger the subject gets, people are gonna be jumping in. And um, you know, if they can make money off of it, my hat's you know off to them. But uh, I certainly don't do it for the money. I'd love to do it for the money. Well, what you what, what has to happen, though, and Bob and I have talked about this, and Nicole Sackage and I have talked about this as well. You know, this is where, especially the veterans of this community, and I'm saying I'll consider you a veteran now, too. The veterans of this community should, I don't want to say boycott those those types of shows or those types of people because that's not the right wording I'm wanting but they they shouldn't be they should be more careful with where they're going you know what I'm saying because I'm not I'm not all inclusive you know and I've had these discussions with some of these people they want to be all inclusive they want to have everyone on their show no matter what they're saying and I just don't feel like that is something I would ever want to be associated with and I feel like it's a, it's bad form. You can't just have everyone on your show just because you want to talk every day and you, you're, you're going to give everyone a voice. You only can have legit people on. I don't blog about every single person. If I did interviews, I sure as hell would not be doing uh, interviewing just anyone. And um, vetting information 
is very, very important. I mean, straight up. And uh, some of these podcasts, they want to... uh, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Podcasts every day on YouTube, and I think they run out of stuff to talk about. And, um, you know... Uh, it's hard to get these guys to, uh, I think, some of the time to dig into information. They'd rather just talk. And I think they end up not knowing what they're talking about. Also, I, I'm noticing that um, because they're going live so much, they have no time to actually dig into the uh, the subject. Well, I hope you're not talking about my show here. No, no, no. It is hard, though. I, my hat's off to you guys um, that broadcast every day. No, but you've been doing it for so long, man. But I mean, some of these new YouTube guys and, and um, live stream guys, it's like they're, they're uh, of course, I'm not talking about your show, but uh, no, it's just hard to um, keep up with things and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, I heard one of these people, I'm not going to name them. They didn't know what Rendlesham was, man. And I don't know about every single, um, <coughs> well, I don't know about every single case. I'm not the greatest in history, but if you don't know what Rendlesham is, dude, like, what are you doing, man? I mean, you, there's a problem with, like, the information you're giving out to people. You don't know what Rendlesham was, that incident, one of the biggest incidents in history, and you're calling yourself an expert? I mean, it just doesn't work. Thank you again, Alicia, for that awesome super chat. Really do appreciate that. Yeah, I I just, um, I worry about people, and I'll tell you who I worry about. I worry about people like Grant Cameron Melinda Leslie, a lot of the people who've been here a long time and are so excited that these days have finally come, Danny. And, you know, like, I'll admit to our public here while we're speaking, you and I, you know, we, we, we for a while there, we had a real love-hate relationship. We respected each other, but we had a real love-hate relationship with with the sides of the UFO on, on each side, us being on different sides of the UFO ledger. But there was always that, I think, at least on my side, and I think yours too, there was always that respect for the opinion, even though we didn't agree with each other. And it seems like a lot of these newbies that are coming in, 
you know, they just want to grab the names, grab their information, use it as their own information, so that way their voice all of a sudden sounds like they're at the top of the uh, of the heap when it comes to people uh, on who you should know and whom you should talk to. And and the the issue that I have is when I see Science Bob or Grant or Melinda or whomever going on with these people who are just using them for the information so that way they could call that information now their own. There is that. And I also, you know, I don't respect everyone. The fact that I respected you because, you know, I think you're a top-notch guy and we don't have to agree on everything. But there's a lot of people that are hateful and um, they don't bring forth good information. They're just talking. They're just crapping on people. And um, I just, I want to be exclusive rather than inclusive. And, um, but that's me. And I see a lot of these new guys, they want to love everyone. And that's cool. And I, I probably shouldn't be knocking it, but I am. And uh, you just can't give everyone a voice um, or it's going to dilute the information and it's going to confuse people. And um, I don't know. I just think we need to be more exclusive. And that's how I try to operate. Hold on, boys. I'd rather have a smaller circle. past the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dane Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram, Spaced Out Radio Show. We continue on with Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire is a monthly guest on this show talking about the who, what, where, when, why instead of the woo when it comes to everything paranormal, supernatural, and ufological. Our special guest tonight from the Silver Record, Danny Silva, you can follow him on Twitter at Danny at Silver Record, pardon me, and his website, silverrecord.com. Science Bob, take it away. Okay, so um, I don't want you to spill any beans, but you got to be juggling some balls right now. Well, you you, you, you got to be cooking some stories and trying to get them done, medium rare or well done. Uh, um, and just uh, how many balls are you juggling? I always have stuff. Um, that I'd like to write about, and I just don't feel like it's the correct time. Now, some people think they accuse me and some of my friends of holding back information, and that isn't necessarily the case. Um, you know, there was the whole Wilson document thing, and we got flack for that for not putting it out because we didn't want to burn Dr. Davis. And uh, But we knew it was going to come out, and I didn't ever think it was going to um, cause disclosure. Now, maybe it will in the, in the future. That would be awesome. But when I saw it, I just didn't think it would cause disclosure. No, I don't think so either. But 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 I'm telling you, when when Richard Dolan and Grant and Dave Scott and a few others had that deal, uh, and Richard Do- Grant got scared, didn't want to do it, thought he was going to get in trouble, and Richard Dolan ran with it and blew it up. I mean, I went, okay, 
Richard's got a great big scoop. This is going to go nowhere because Admiral Thomas Wilson is going to never do anything but deny it. And Davis is not going to violate his security oaths. And, and uh, Richard Dolan, you know, he waited until it leaked also on Twitter, just like we did. Yeah. But um, that's kind of where I'm at on a lot of this stuff. And um, you have to kind of play the line of, between citizen journalists where you're blasting out any information you have versus are you helping the subject? And I'm here to help disclosure and I'm here to move the ball forward and just to burn someone and just to get clicks on your website um, isn't how I operate. And uh, I don't even have ads on my website. So it's like, if I don't get a million clicks on a story, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. It used to matter to me a little bit more for an ego thing. And I just don't care anymore. I don't have ads. I don't have, I don't make money off of it. So um, I'm here to help disclosure. So I'm not, I guess a, um, a classic journalist where it's like, you don't care who you burn um, as long as you're putting out the information first. And not saying everyone does that, but I know some people do, but um, I'm here to help the movement and be a, and be a UFO disclosure advocate. And that's my goal first and foremost. And um, <clears throat> I think about that when I'm writing blogs and when I'm deciding what to publish. Um, I always have blogs on the back burner. I've been writing less than the beginning of my career when I was pumping one out like every week. I'm writing less now. and um, But it's okay because, you know, there's people like I was saying Lou, and he's doing so many interviews. You know, it's almost like he's speaking for himself, whereas I don't have to dig for what he's doing as much anymore. You know, six months ago, I was writing a blog every single time a politician commented on UFOs. Now, with the report out, there's millions of, uh, it seems like, uh, politicians commenting on UFOs. I can't write a blog on every single one. It's not, it's not as big of news as it was six months ago when it was like a mm-hmm. huge deal. Well, it's kind of, turned into, kind of turned into an avalanche now, and it's uh, the snowball exactly. rolling down the hill. Yeah. Exactly. And I've, I've said this, you know, to be humorous, but it's also true. I want to be like a dating app where maybe eventually I'm just going to be deleted because uh, Disclosure will be here. And we won't have to uh, keep focusing on the government. I've always felt like focusing on the government is a waste of time in a way. You know, they have all the data and all this stuff, but really we should be focusing on the phenomena itself. Um, And I'm stuck. A lot of us are stuck focusing on humans and the secrets they have. And, you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't be doing that. We would be focusing directly on the phenomenon. And that's what other people do. And, Frankly, I don't understand a lot of this stuff. I don't understand the consciousness aspects of things. Um, I'm, I'm, my thing is focusing on what the government does, but hopefully one day we won't have to do that. I don't know if that day will ever come in my lifetime, but uh, it would be nice. It would indeed. Um, uh, Dave, grab, a, grab an audience question uh, uh, for, 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 for Danny. All right. This kind of goes into the woo side of everything, but Mennonite Abe is asking... Do either of you know about the USS Trepang UFO photos and whether or not they are real? I've seen them. I look at them. I like them. I have no idea. I don't know about that story. Sorry. See, this is one, if, if you guys don't mind me jumping in here, this, Go is, for it. this is one of those stories where, you know, if this is real, this is one of the ones that they're going to cover up. 
that they don't want anybody talking about, it, it, much like Roswell. So for those who don't know, the USS Trepang, you know, they, they've got videos of what looks like a, an elongated tic-tac type of, of vehicle coming out of the ocean and hovering just above the ocean. This is going back, you know, 70 years. So, I mean, is it, is it real? Is it, is it uh, Memorex? I don't know. I don't know. The rumor is there, though. And it's one of those long list of rumors, you know, whether it's Roswell, whether it's Bob Lazar, whether it's the Grieta Treaty, that we don't know if it's going to open up or not. I always say I'm always I'm only as good as sources and people I respect and their opinions. And uh, it's really interesting to hear some of the woo stuff that these people entertain, um, these invisible, invisible college types like, you know, Dr. Hal Putoff or Eric Davis or um, some of those guys. And it's really interesting when you hear this woo kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, Jeremy Corbell is on record talking about Holloman Air Force Base, which is amazing. And, like, I would have never thought anyone would have taken that seriously. And uh, people do. Oh, yeah. That and the air show where Mark What's-His-Name uh, was able to draw the the uh, uh, the 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 picture cutaway cut cut cutaway picture of the design of a saucer that was human made from stuff we've recovered from craft, and that guy's dead now, and I think his death is a mystery. It's really cool to go back through some of these historical events and kind of uh, hear important people co-sign them. One of them being, you know, the Washington D.C. flyover and. Uh, the core story really seems to be there, and some of these events really seem to have happened. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, the D.C., that, that video that people circulate of the D.C. flyover. That, that video was a, is real. That video is real. I could, yeah, I I could, it was a recreation. I could tell. No, that, I don't believe it's a recreation, but I could tell you where to go in the National Archive to find that. Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. People were saying that was a recreation, but regardless of the video, that event apparently happened. And, I mean, it's oh, just, it really it's so happened. Cool. Really really cool. but at that end, there is a video of the glowing things flying over the Capitol in that very context that's shown everywhere. That may be a recreation, but there's a real video. So cool. So cool to hear the stuff. Yeah, and, and, and Harry Truman went nuts. I mean, he really did go nuts. He was demanding. Uh, I mean, go, go look at Grant Cameron's research. He spent his most of his career digging up dirt from White House and uh, the National Archives, White House, uh, the papers of presidents, and he found stuff uh, where Harry Truman went nuts after the flyover in Harry Truman's papers. That's amazing, man. And James Fox, his new uh, documentary is, um, how do you pronounce it? Is it Varinha? But It's that uh, Brazilian event. Oh, where, yeah. You know, there was uh, aliens running around the town. And yeah. James Fox seems to be a pretty credible guy. And for him to do a whole documentary just on that event, apparently that's going to come out. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I'm wondering what kind of effect that will have on the public because that one is pretty far out there. Really wild. That and the uh, the other Brazilian things where a bunch of people got hurt and killed. Kolaris, I'm obsessed with Kolaris. Kolaris. So, so, yeah. so am I because if it was UFOs, and it was not some crazy government action by our core private corporation accident or on purpose. 
Polaris is like the testimonial to these things are not all innocent. Right. They killed a bunch of people. I had someone from the uh, Invisible College, quote unquote, tell me that Kolaris proves that they're not all of our space brothers. I was also told there's been a lot of Kolaris-like events that the public just isn't aware of. I don't okay, so there, there, there are a lot of people that listen to us, and a lot of people that follow us or are around us, or we see them on Twitter, that are constantly griping about space brothers and so forth. And they themselves know women who have been abducted, raped, impregnated, and had their babies stolen. And you want to call that nice? No, they're not all our space brothers. They're rapists. And they're and, trafficking women. And we're wondering why the, uh, the government isn't telling us everything. I mean, maybe Well, that would be a story that they wouldn't. So I'm just telling you, there's a bunch of crap that's happened. If any of this crap that we know or we're talking about now is true, the government is not going to come out and admit it covered it up. Okay, that's number one. Number two, let's suppose half the stories of how bad the actions were in and around Roswell in New Mexico. Half of them are true. And and maybe one-tenth of them are as severe as the stories we've all heard. They're never going to admit to all those crimes and open themselves up to massive lawsuits. It's just never going to happen. And I don't see how the public you know, wouldn't get scared if the government just did spill everything out and said, hey, abductions are real. We don't know how to stop them. I mean, people are going to freak out. Yeah. If, if the government tells us people are being kidnapped and women are being impregnated for whatever reason that we can't figure out, or if they have, they're not, maybe won't tell us, and not have people freak out. And we are totally not able to control our own country and make people feel secure. And if you believe the statistics put together by Bud Hopkins and John Mack, talked about by Melinda Leslie, on and on and on, the numbers of people abducted are in the millions, millions. You do not need a million people to do genetic research. You just don't. We map the entire human genome from about 100 specimens. Maybe they just want some ugly people like me to figure out what not to do. Perfect head. That's what they need. I'm the just perfect saying. Head. <laughs> Danny, I got a question for you because you and Bob are in the United States, obviously, and I'm the token Canadian here tonight. And we see a lot of this conversation happening in the U.S. And I know Lou Elizondo has spoken about wanting to get more countries involved in this conversation, namely the allies of the United States. From what we've heard from Tim McMillan, there is a group of five countries, Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom, I believe France, and the USA, who get together and regularly share UFO stories and research and and reports. Yet Canada and the Canadian government have been completely silent on this. The UK, in their parliament, recently just announced that they weren't going to get into the whole UFO hot button that has been happening in the United States. They didn't want to talk about it in Parliament. Australia has opened up a little bit. We haven't heard much from France. What does this say about expanding this conversation to make it not just an American conversation, but an allied conversation? 
I think it's a major goal of Lou and Chris, and there's been a lot of hints that maybe, you know, an international body, something like the UN, would be involved. We've seen Japan come forward. Um, and, you know, even the uh, director of, uh, actually, I don't remember who it was, but he was talking to Japan about it. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of information um, being shared. It's just maybe the public doesn't find out about it. I know a lot of my friends that live in other countries, they get really upset. They say, where's the UK and all of this or where's whatever country. And I would just, you know, reassure them that their countries are involved. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. I mean, if we can read between the lines, there's always rumors about other countries. They're just not necessarily speaking to the public and that's unfortunate, but they are involved. Um, this is a worldwide thing. A lot of people in other countries get mad. They say that we're United States centric. You know, we're just following the stories and following the leads. If I was in another country, I'd probably be able to report more on that. But um, we know that there's crashes all over the world. There's, you know, most likely abductions all over the world. There has to be. And there's sightings all over the world. It's not a United States centric thing. I think it just has to do with the United States and you know, being the, um, you know, I might get flack for this, but being kind of like the top country. I mean, we have Hollywood, we have all of our brands and they go all around the world. So people are always looking at the United States. We kind of lead the pack in everything. And that's why we're doing it more in the um, UFO field. But it's a worldwide thing. It's not just the United States. It's not just military. Okay, so I want to correct one thing that we've we've collectively mischaracterized. The UK defense minister was called to the floor of the parliament and she was given rounds of questions by the opposition etc and she said literally let me miss let me characterize it for you we're not going to do crap because we don't think any of this is a threat now and do i believe that i believe it was a lie but, of course, they have the Official Secrets Act, and they're required to lie, even in Parliament, in an open session. But literally what she said was, we're not going to look at this stuff because we've never detected a threat. And if there are abductions and pilot crashes and other things going on in the U.K. like they have here and in Russia, they already know it uh, is something ugly happens. And she just lied to Parliament. So that tells you that Britain officially in the public is not going to come out and make a big deal about the UFOs now because they grilled her for an hour. If the U.S. is admitting it, why aren't you? And she just said that same problem over and over. We have never detected that this was a threat. And when we do, we'll do something. I always think about what Grant says. You know, he says um, Canada... If you want to cover something up, you just don't talk about it. Yes. And I, I found that really profound and interesting. And um, But I think we have a lot of people to thank of the progress that's happened in the United States. Like Over Smith. Chris, yeah. Well, let Smith. Me, let me tell you how stupid Canada is on this subject, being Canadian. And for our Canadian listeners, I want you to listen up, especially on Saga 960 in Mississauga, Ontario. We had two... Washington Bureau reporters in the last month and a half interview Lou Elizondo. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One interviewed Elizondo Sori, the other one interviewed Chris Mellon. Neither one of those reporters from Canada, whose job is to bring a Canadian's perspective to their stories in the United States, asked them either of them, about if Canada was involved in UFOs. Are UFOs happening in Canada? Both interviews were about 11 to 14 minutes long. That is plenty of time to ask a question like that. Now, maybe they did, and it got and it fell on the editing floor. We don't know. Most likely, it wasn't asked. All right, number two, I personally have had members of the opposition party in Canada call me to talk about this subject. I said, when are you going to bring it in front of the House of Commons? And they said, we're not ready yet. We're waiting for the Prime Minister or somebody in the Canadian government to talk about this first before we go for it. So it's a chess game being played up here as well regarding this subject that the federal government does not want to get into. The media is completely ignorant to this subject. And that's what's happening up here when you go along the lines of exactly what Grant said, which is if, if the question isn't asked, they're not giving the information. So, so look, Canada has its own Roswell, in my opinion, where there was a UFO, it crashed, there were a thousand witnesses at shag harbor and they won't even go cover it they won't talk to the witnesses are still alive they saw u.s and canadian naval vessels come over where the thing crashed they watched it crash and there's enough witnesses that will have enough memory it will be a little bit inaccurate but if you average over the ensemble you could find out from their memory a really high probability location for where the debris field will be. And I just, this is amazing to me that, that no one ever talks about Shag Harbor. You know what I plan on doing there, Bob, as we got about three minutes left? There is a submarine company in North Vancouver 
who did a documentary with Sir Richard Branson on the Deep Blue Hole. They were the first team to ever map the bottom of the Deep Blue Hole of Belize. One of these days, I'm going to call that guy up because he's been a guest on this show. He likes the woo a little bit to see what we can do to set up a submarine area to go over to Shag Harbor to see if there is still debris in the water. I would re-get my PADI certification to go down. Too many great... <laughs> I, I thought so, too, until all the great whites moved into uh, Nova Scotia's waters. And I, I'm a meal, Bob. I'm a meal. I'm not going in the water. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Danny, you can yeah, take so my spot. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Danny, what's your favorite UFO case we haven't discussed? That we haven't discussed? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we haven't I, discussed. I, I, uh, I really, I, I hate to say like because it was such a horrible situation, but um, we and we have discussed it, but I think Kolaris is very important. And uh, I've noticed, um, at least at first, you know, people like Hal Pitoff just kept mentioning it. And I would like to get some of that out to the public. Um, I think there's some of these cases where we can, if we kind of, the public knew more about them, it would go a long way as far as education. Um, it's not just Roswell. Um, and of course, Nimitz, you know, people get sick of it, but it's, it, it has to be the most credible case of all time. You know, and I'm just, uh, I'm happy that the USS Kid stuff came out in the Omaha and all that. You know, I'm very um, hopeful that there's going to be more. And I think it's really cool that those didn't come out from the government. They came out because of Dave Beatty and because of leaks and all this other kind of thing. So yeah. hopefully Beatty, we'll move away Beatty, from Beatty was great on this. But the, the, yeah. other, the, one, the one that keeps surprising the crap out of me, if you listen to Graves and others, there were hundreds of UFOs over the Teddy Roosevelt when it was doing its training cruise. And you're going to tell me that not a single cell, cell phone camera came up and took a video or a picture. I keep waiting for that stuff to leak out from the Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. And Lou has even said that, you know, there's uh, probably an incident like every two weeks or something. We probably know about less than 1% of these military events, but I'm just really happy that, we're not going to have to rely on the government anymore because these sailors and military personnel are going to start leaking this stuff to journalists. My and, last uh, comment, like my last comment on that story is Ryan Graves said it was every single time he flew out. It's odd. It's really odd. And, and why would, why wouldn't they do more? And why was Ryan Graves allowed to speak when he was uh, not retired? You know, I've, I've never gotten the answer to that question. I don't know the answer to that either, he but he, he was he was the one he was the one that filed all the official reports. He was the one that filed all the official reports that got Office of Naval Intelligence involved. Gentlemen, I'm gonna get you to hold on right there because we are literally gonna go to break here at the top of the hour. We have Dr. Bob McGuire and Danny Silva from the Silver Record at Silverrecord.com here for another thirty minutes. When we come back we got these two fine gentlemen to take us to the bottom of the hour. Then we're going to bring in John Hudson for the Unbiased UFO Report, the Newswire, and the Thought of the Dave. A jam-packed hour three on Spaced Out Radio coming up right after this. All right, gents. We're clear. I like John. This is a power show, guys. 
Thank you for it's this. Fun. It's fun. It is a lot of fun, and it's super late for me now that I'm working so early. But uh, man, it's fun talking to you guys. It's so I mean, yeah, that guy. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I like. I, I'm looking forward to going to a few conferences where other people that I consider to be serious and trying to do the job right, or investigate right, or think right, or whatever, are going to go. So you know, we can have a few beers and 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 see what's going on. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, we have a whole new crop of people, and it, it shouldn't be the same people going to the uh, going to them every time. That's what was so cool. A few of us were invited by uh, Richard Dolan. It was a virtual conference, but uh, it's cool. We want to go to these things, and, um, you know, it can't be the same people for 20 years straight. Talking well, about but, but, but what they have, they have this, like, grist, for, they have this mill. They keep grinding the crank for the organ grinder. They put out the same people, and it makes them thousands and thousands of dollars an hour. So yeah. they're, they're not going to mess with that. I really do feel so free that, um, you know, I'm poor in my personal life, but I still feel good about the fact that I don't need UFOs to eat and to make money. And uh, Wouldn't you hate it? It's a passion you... thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it seems like it would suck. It really does. And, um you know, I have my Patreon account, and it's really, really small, but it's like, uh, and I'm not knocking people for making money um, at it, as long as you're credible. But, you know, the the the, 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 the as soon as you uh, need it to survive, you you're know. Inte- you, you've got to constantly fight to keep your integrity. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Man, I would love a bunch of these uh, things like Kolaris just go mainstream and I, I just man that's my goal and I've been trying to do it and um, I was tweeting recently like in the last few days kind of complaining because I've been approached by some of these TV shows and man they just they just don't care man they do not care about what they're putting out no no and, they don't um, yeah it's really sad and I would rather just never do a TV show and um, you know I was on the phone with one of the producers and I was just explaining to them that of uh, what a fine line it is between just being total crap and uh, being credible. And it's weird because Ancient Aliens, they'll have a good episode, and then they'll have like five horrible episodes, and then they'll have a good episode. And it's weird how they're on both sides of it. But, um, man, I just want control. If I have to do a TV show, I want control. I don't want them splicing up my stuff. Um, and like I was saying earlier, I don't want it to be all-inclusive where they're just interviewing everybody. Yeah. I want only credible people. And uh, it can't be amateur hour on the, some of this stuff when we're bringing it to the public. I don't know, man. But it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse now. Yep. Yep. As well, especially if it really starts getting juicy. You're going to have yeah. everything. Because, look, there, there are a lot of nutbags in this field. There are a yeah. lot of charlatans. There are a lot of Bar- P.T. Barnum and Bailey guys and gals. And all they want is to make a buck. And there's a oh. few that are really trying hard. They're small. But they're serious, and they'll only listen to real stuff. Yeah, and it, it's concerning, too. It's kind of a slippery slope. Like, the Sheehan thing, that's what was so weird about it, is because he's linked to Lou and Greer at the same time. And um, Okay, you know, so, well, but he, he trashed Greer. He did now, and that was very important. But, um, yeah, before that, some people expressed to me that they were worried that they, people would be so serious looking into Lou and then they would look at Sheehan, and then it was the link to Greer, and they would—they were worried it would mess it up. But no, that statement was great, and we really needed it. Well, that, but that, and look, so long is 
uh, uh, Sheehan is not representing them in conflict with each other in any official capacity. I mean, it may look bad to people in ufology, but it's not bad to a legal person so long as he puts a firewall between them. But I think he did the right thing in throwing Greer under the bus because I just I'm just going to tell you, I have had really high quality, extremely well-known researchers that I am regularly associated with told me how much crap is in his last two videos. Greer's. Yes. Yeah. Bad yeah. crap. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, man. And uh, yeah, I think it, it can end up turning off mainstream media if they kind of uh, look at the newer Greer stuff. Um, they're going to think he's out for money and whatever else it is. But, man, I wish he just – what if he had stayed credible like he used to be, man? It would have just been amazing. Well, I, 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 I think he's fighting for his position, though. I mean, he's so what? He's the he's he's the inventor of CE five. Well, what if that turns out to be the real deal? He'll go down in history as a genius. I understand that, but you know, for him, when you know, when he sees Elizondo getting all the press or Mellon getting all the press, and the media is not covering him, that's a blow to one's ego, man. It really is. And I think that why why all the attacks though. You know, well, I think uh, look, look, look. He had he had people he was that were very close to him die of very rare cancers, and the guy believes conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. We've got about forty seconds here, guys. If Greer left the attacks out and he just focused on what he was doing, he'd be fine. Life, he'd yeah. be fine. Absolutely. I want to say a big thank you to Alicia Times Two, G West Times Two, Colin. Dave Hurley, uh, Jeremy, Bigfoot Rob, Adam, and Science Bob for the amazing Super Chats tonight. It's a great way to support this show on a nightly basis. If you're new here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Thank you to all the veterans who are listening in tonight. We really appreciate everything that you've done in your service. And here we go with hour number three. you like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor third and final hour of spaced out radio is underway tonight my name is dave scott thank you so much for taking the time to join us we really do appreciate earning your listening ears we want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates to uh, around North America and digitally on TalkStream Live, Revolution Radio, and KPNL. All of our archives are free by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Just do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Calcivorous. Calcivorous is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com, where we have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, and on Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show. For the final time tonight... It's Science Bob and Friends with Dr. Bob McGuire and our special guest, Danny Silva from the Silva Record, silverrecord.com. Welcome back, gentlemen. 
Glad to be back, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. It's been great, guys. Dave, let's let's take some audience questions. Well, right now it's more comments than questions right now from the audience in regards to it. But, you know, Denny, I want to ask you a question because lately I've seen a lot of information that you have been putting out, kind of working alongside uh, uh, George Knapp. You know, you've done a lot of interviews with him recently and a lot of information. Are you two collaborating on on this subject and kind of working together? I don't know if collaborating is the right right word. I mean, George is a legend. Um, early on in my uh, UFO career, if you call it that, he helped me with advice. Um, I never can repay him um, for the time he took out. Uh, and he's always had my back. And um, he's just the best ever. And uh, I would do anything for that guy. And um, we continue to be friends. And um, he continues to have my back. And uh, I don't know. I just can't thank him enough. And um, I can't even express the way I feel uh, about what he's done for the UFO subject over the years. I mean, this guy's been doing it for like 30 years. And um, I've been doing it for four. And I know I'm a little spoiled. All of us are a little spoiled from since 2017. It wasn't always like this, and there was a grind. And when a lot of people weren't interested, George Knapp was putting it down for all these years. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's um, you know, I don't know if I should say mentor or whatever, but anytime I have an issue, I can speak to him about it. And um, he gives me not only personal advice, but advice on how to kind of navigate this field and just how to be a citizen journalist accurately. And, um, you know, that's why I know that, Jeremy Corbell is also the real deal and uh, because George is so close to him and I've been able to become friends with Jeremy now too. And um, these guys have done so much and they've kind of blown it. Let's be honest. They've blown everyone out of the water this year as far as releasing uh, information. I mean, they're killing it. I, I hear, I hear some rumors and maybe you've heard the rumors. So let's talk about the rumors. I'm heard. I've heard the rumors that Corbell is cut off. I don't know anything about that. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Uh, you, I, I mean, I, think, I hope not. I, I guess because I mean, he's stirring uh, the pot. You mean from where he got the videos from? He's cut off, yes. right? Yeah, yes. I don't know anything about that. I don't know where he got um, those videos from. He protects those sources greatly. He would never tell me where he got those uh, videos from, and he's protecting them. So I, I, I know absolutely nothing about that. I know that um, he has hinted publicly about seeing other videos and um, other uh, interesting things. So I, I think that they have a lot left in the, um, in the chamber. Um, yes. I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you an instance. That. I'm going to give you an instance. He ran one out, and it was present during that uh, Expedition XTMZ show, and the Pentagon refused to confirm it. That was... That was the first time since I heard that initial rumor that I went, hmm, I'm kind of believing it's true. When they denied the act of confirming it, it was real. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they confirmed the other ones um, because we've had I think it was a process. I think here, 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 here's how I – if I were going to be releasing this and I wanted to drip it out, the first thing I would do is see if mainstream media would take it credibly. So I would give, like, the least likely person who could get the story out a big, big story, have it blow up, 
And if that person gets called in by mainstream media, now they have the information that it's going to be covered credibly. And that's exactly what happened. Corbell got these videos and radar tapes, et cetera, of, of videos of radar screens, and it was confirmed by the Pentagon, and he was picked up by mainstream media of every major network and ilk. And so they got what they were after. In other words, it got moved into mainstream media, and now they know if they put someone else out, they will be taken seriously. The best questions to ask, I get a lot of questions for Jeremy. People ask me questions about Jeremy, and I just I can't speak for that guy. Um, I know that Dave knows him, and you probably do too, Bob. And that would be the best way, um, as far as him being cut off or, or any other rumors, to ask him directly. And I bet he would be able to answer you. I'm just so happy that he's such a great speaker. When I see him on these shows, um, I I don't try not to throw out around the world gen- word genius. But a lot of these guys are when they're when they're public speaking. I mean, I go on coast to coast and I clam up and I'm nervous. And they're just like knocking it out of the park. And they're going on um, national media or international media. And they're knocking it out of the park. And these guys that are able to speak like that, I think it's really important for the field. And um, I'm just trying to learn, but I don't know if I have it in me as far as being a... Uh, well, I think Corbell is a really good filmmaker. I think he's really good. He's obviously got a team or himself or the tools or whatever to put together uh, really, really good videos. I mean, he, the hunt for skinwalker and the Bob Lazar stuff, he put together a, a reasonably put together film and produced it. Uh, so he's got capabilities uh, and he has really stirred the pot. I mean, th- we wouldn't have the story on the kid, et cetera. Uh, and the other ships in that care in that uh, 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 group that went out to Catalina and saw all those things flying over them, the, the pyramids, etc. If it were not for him, he was the person that blew up those stories. So he the, all all t- hats off and cred. I just wonder if he, I think we should just ask him. Does he feel like he's been cut off? That would be the best thing is to ask him because I just I don't know anything about it. Um, that story specifically was so cool, man. It really just came from the UFO community. Dave Beatty, I wrote a blog on it. Then Tyler Rogaway, um, they made it go viral when they did uh, the FOIAs and things like that. And then all of a sudden, boom, Jeremy and George were dropping videos on it. Question, question coming from our audience from Excaliperful. Danny and Dr. Science Bob, do you think the DOD is looking into the woo and not just the nuts and bolts craft aspect like are there some privates being ordered to ce5 somewhere as a part of a dod research project if you believe if you believe anything about how this stuff has been handled in the past and then you want to go read Jacques Vallée's forbidden science one two three and four and you will find out this stuff has been going on forever including the woo and we, um, we just have to be careful thinking that, you know, the government is one thing and people always say this. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So we know it isn't. It's a lot of different people. But we can look at the Chris Mellon leak, look at the A-tip slides. They were super woo. They were 100% woo. Look at the slide nine. They're talking about cognitive human interface. Disassembly of sensors, all this crazy stuff. Look at how far Lou has came with some of the interviews. Go check out his uh, uh, interview with James Iandoli. He was talking about CE5. I mean, uh, all this kind of thing. And we need to drop probably drop the CE5 word um, because it's been happening throughout history, thousands of years. People have been doing CE5-ish things, and um, but we still call it that. And but sometimes I get flack for it. They're like, "Why are you calling it CE5?" Especially Aboriginals. Aboriginal peoples all over the world have been doing CE5 stuff. Go talk. Go to the southwest of the United States. Talk to India. Any any um, American, uh, Native American tribes where they still conduct the old ways. They still believe in the great spirit. They believe in spirit animals. Every one of them does UFO contact, and they're sitting there meditating doing CE5. All right, another question coming from Jeremy. What's your thoughts on an off-the-book organized team that may oversee crashes and everything to do with UFOs? There is for sure a bunch of uh, programs going on. I, you know, A lot of people talk about a crash retrieval program, quote-unquote. I wonder, would there be a program that only dealt with crash retrievals? It seems like it would just be a UFO program. That also dealt with crash retrievals. The, the, the but, way the way the way unacknowledged special access programs work is they put together a small team. They'll have some specialists and security people and all sorts of stuff. And it's extremely expensive, but it's small. And they'll give one of them those teams a craft, let's say. And then they won't tell any of the other four teams that have craft that this one over here has one. And they just won't communicate. The way also I understand it, and this is kind of a tangent, is different government organizations may come upon crashes kind of like first responders. So, you know, FEMA may come on one or maybe just local police or whoever. Um, I'm also of the mind that 
the United States probably dips into other countries to get some of these crashes, whether they're always doing that legally or not is kind of a hot button issue. But um, there's crashes all the time and we're picking them up and other countries are picking them up. And uh, it's amazing. And I, I feel like that's going to go a long way if the public uh, starts to believe it. Then where are they storing all of these crashes? I have no idea. Bob probably has a better idea than me. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's all speculation. And uh, well, well we we know we know that uh, Bigelow got money to build that hangar. There's supposed to be stuff in it, and none of us has a clue what's in it. There, yeah, and I mean, we probably know one percent of what's going on, and uh, that's about there, right. It's probably right under our noses. Maybe it's in every single city. There's a facility. I mean, I have no idea, man. And, it's pretty interesting, but uh, we only caught a whiff of it thanks to Bigelow and OSAP, and who knows where the rest of the stuff is. That's pretty good stuff right there, gentlemen. As we continue on with Science Bob and Friends, Dr. Bob McGuire, Danny Silva from the Silva Record here. Going forward, let's say within the next 90 days until the IG report comes out, are, are we on the cusp of any sort of congressional-type hearings regarding this subject are we getting to that point gentlemen that's what that uh politician was calling for i'm kind of skeptical about it will that happen um what will happen from it is it just going to be more kind of promo for the subject or will it actually get something done i don't know and i and like i said i don't know in 90 days when they update congress if um, the public will hear anything about that do you know anything about that bob so I'm going to tell you this. IGs do not make reports public, especially if no one is charged. So if the IG does their thing, they're going to keep their mouth shut. What, what I think the point of the IG stuff is, is to get Mellon and Elizondo, etc., from being persecuted inside for coming out loud. Okay, so I just don't believe. I don't believe it now. Lots of Congress people call for public hearings because they want to scare the crap out of people. But one person and one person only on a committee determines whether or not there's hearings, and that's the chairman. We don't know the, the chairman of these committees. They're not coming out and talking. The person who has talked the most about in the chairman position is first a Republican and then a Democrat was Rubio and then Warner. They have spoken out loud about stuff going on in their committees, not in any great detail, but kind of more than anyone else, and they have not called for public hearings. The Armed Services Committees have not, and the Intelligence Committees have not. I personally don't believe we will see public hearings. I, I want um, more pressure, and I keep saying this on Brendan McKernan. I mean, he's the task force director. I want to hear from him. He should be updating the public. It shouldn't be Susan Goff. I hope other people are pressuring him, maybe uh, mainstream media. And I would really just like to see that happen. And he can talk to media, and it won't be under oath, and he can spin it any way he wants. Yeah, let's get a press conference, man. I want to get some task force press conferences. I just feel like that would be important. You know, um, I've said this before, but when ATIP was outed in 2017, it was misreported that that uh, program was done for. And I think people were able to put it in the box. The public was able to put it in the box, say, oh, well, they didn't accomplish anything and it's gone. Well, now there's a task force. It's currently in the government. It's not a conspiracy. It's out there. I just want to slap people in the face and let them know that. I want the public to know this. There's a UAP task force 
in the government right now. Not only that, we know the guy that's running it. Here he is. Let's hear from him. And, and uh, I just think, in general, in the United States, the public agrees about the next paycheck, the next meal, the next hospital visit. That's what the the, the next infrastructure package. Are we going to get a ton of jobs in our district? That's what they care about. That's dominating the news. And you will notice already UFOs have fallen off the radar. I am a little bit worried now that the um, report is gone and we're getting less stories about it. The run-up was amazing, and I want to keep that momentum going. And um, it'll be We need an event. We need, yeah. a, we need a public event to cause it. Hopefully, um, you know, I, I, like I said, if there, if, and what if there was regular press conferences by the task force? It would just be so cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking. Well, you know what? We're, we're soon going to see. We're soon going to see kind of what goes on here. Uh, Jules is asking, why hasn't anything leaked from the classified report yet? The stuff that has leaked is the length and the size of these videos and their quality. That stuff is leaked. No actual content has leaked, which I think is what she's actually after. So we don't know what, but, but if it's 400 pages, they have details on every, every event. I mean, that's a lot of pages. People are also worried about some of this stuff kind of being a setup. You know, you can't leak classified stuff without getting into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um, hopefully someone will leak it to a journalist and then the journalist will be protected and they can put it out and that would be ideal. But, um, you know, no one wants to do the dirty. Well, the, not just I'm just going to tell you, the United States government goes to a lot of trouble to make it really hard to leak and not get identified by all sorts of techniques that most people don't even know about. I was really surprised to hear Marco Rubio. I think it, I think it was him saying he thought it would be leaked. I thought that was really interesting and weird for a politician to say. Well, they accuse each other of leaking stuff all the time, so I'm not so surprised. But look, 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 here, here's, here's what I know. So, you know, when I told this story about seeing this, this photo, I, there was a counterintelligence investigation opened, and I sent a couple of messages and said, here's what you should do. You should figure out how many people in government have seen this photo. And it got back to me pretty quickly that they found out it was everywhere. There was no way to keep it. I still can't believe that one cell hasn't been released to the public because it's everywhere. Let's get to a question from James as we got about four and a half minutes and a couple more questions from our audience. James is asking, do you guys think the U.S. government might be playing us all and acting like they're the aliens maybe for control reasons, or do you guys think they would never lie to us like that? By the way, they will, James believes they will, in aliens. They will, they, will, they will lie to us, but they are not faking about this being a real thing. We always have to be distrustful. Um, we've been lied to a lot, and I often get accused of that, like I'm trusting Lou too much. And I would say don't trust him. Just look what he's done, and look what Mellon has done, and all these other people. They put points on the board. If this is a objective sport, it's not subjective, and they've objectively done a lot of good. All right. Jennifer is asking... What do you think about the idea that the religions of the world were aware of aliens and UFOs for thousands of years and were developed to interact or repel them? 
And science, being the new religion, is trying to understand that. I believe that almost all religions have UFO content like Ezekiel and so forth. But science is about as far as you can get from a religion. I agree. I think all I think UFOs tie into all the religions. People don't, you know, maybe UFOs and aliens are angels or are demons or are just regular um, aliens. And uh, I think it all fits together. Everything fits together. All the religions fit together. And there's some big picture, and it's maybe hard for us to see it, but we're catching glimpses of it. And uh, it's cool being in the UFO community, knowing some of this stuff, when other people just aren't even thinking about it at all. We are getting to that final time. Bob, any final thoughts for Danny? Bob, uh, don't uh, just uh, tell us uh, where, where you're going to be, uh, where, where you're going to go. What, what kind of conferences are you looking at now that, now that the world is recovering? I haven't been, um, every once in a while someone will talk about a conference, but I did that one with Richard Dolan. Other than that, I haven't been invited to any more. I'd like to do some. It'd be fun. Um, I think there's a lot of cool new voices um, that should be included in some of these conferences. I'm not going to stop. I'm really happy about the uh, where we're at right now with the subject. And it's been a great year. It's been a great four years. Things have changed dramatically. Um, everyone is pretty spoiled right now. I'm just happy with what we're going, what's going, and uh, even if we don't have pictures of uh, aliens driving around in convertibles in Hollywood, we should be pretty happy that we get to see these videos from Jeremy. And you know, we went a lot of years without a video. We had the original to the Stars Academy videos, and we haven't had any until now. And um, we should be pretty happy about that. Whether we get to, we should be happy we get to critique them and, and, and say they're drones or say they're UFOs. But I'm just really happy with where we're going, what's going on, the attention we've gotten because of the task force, um, because of the report. It's just really great movement, and I'm happy with um, with everything. And uh, we still have a long way to go, but, man, we've also came really, really far. So from in 2015 and 16, where I saw a couple of things and heard a couple of rumors, and then stuff came out in 2017 with TTSA and – I joined Richard Dolan members and heard him interview Chris Bledsoe and went and got to know Chris Bledsoe and saw stuff and I, all the stuff and went totally down the rabbit hole. We've come a long way since then, and I have a really good memory. So, I mean, I was just like, I cannot believe how fast this has moved. And what it tells me is there is a major movement inside of government to break this out of the cave. Yeah, there's a lot of good guys working, and it's not just all secret keepers and bad guys, quote-unquote. There's a lot of good guys, and, um, man, they're doing great work, and it seems like they're starting to win. Well, yeah. well, uh, g- gentlemen, uh, Danny, do me one favor before we kick on out. Let everybody know what they can find at thesilverrecord.com. What they can find there, there's going to be blogs. Um, I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. If I'm not keeping up with it, um, some of my friends are, like George Knapper. You can, of course, hear about it here. You can follow me on social media. Um, Twitter is the craziest way to jump into the conversation. It's at Silva Record, S-I-L-V-A Record um, over there. And uh, it's just quick information. It's always a big learning curve, but um, we're here to help. Feel free to DM me also. Right on. Science Bob, thank you so much. Danny Silva of the Silva Record. Great show tonight. Thank you for the time. Coming up next... We have John Hudson with the Unbiased UFO Report, the Newswire, and the Thought of the Day. 
Stay tuned. Final half hour is next on Spaced Out Radio. Good job, guys. That was fun, Danny. Thank you. That was fun. That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm, like, super tired, and I don't even feel tired when I'm talking to you guys. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, this this two and a half hours flies by every time I do it. Yeah, it does. Cool, man. I'm going to hit the hay. But, man, thanks, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it. Danny, real pleasure. Let's talk soon, okay? Thanks, y'all. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Take care, man. Take care. All right. That worked out well. It did indeed. I'm glad we did it. It was different for us, and it was kind of needed. I'm going to leave the studio and let you get on with John. Yep, we're going to wait for uh, John uh, to get in here and uh, get things going. But Science Bob, I'll call you tomorrow. Take care, man. All right. Science Bob, Danny Silva, that's a good show, people. All right, John, where are you? You got the link. It's time for John. Hello, gorgeous wagon breath. How you doing? There's John. He's got his Stetson on, too. Look at that. Look at that. How you doing, buddy? buddy? Want to give me a sound check quickly? Yep. How how do I sound? Good. Good. Good, good, good. We're good to go here. We got some time here. Uh, let's see here. What's that flashing colored light behind you? Oh, it's an LED thing. Do you want me to turn it off? No, no, it looks great. Oh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a three-dimensional LED cube that um, has some kind of a randomizer in it and promises to always do different patterns. And I've had it running forever, and... I'm really curious about LED like longevity, and so I'm kind of testing some ideas and letting it run as long as I can, see till it burns out. Wonderful. Your hair looks fantastic today. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm enjoying it until the rest of it falls out, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Logan Cullen, welcome back to the show. Mm-hmm. Edition that was a good two. show tonight. It was. Edition number two. Is that a glass bottle? Me? It was that a glass bottle of Coke? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I drink Pepsi, but the one Pepsi bottle I had, I left on the roof of my car a couple weeks ago and dropped it. Couldn't find another one. My wife reminded me they sell Coke in the bottle down the street. So I got that, and I basically can fill it up because uh, it's hard to find Pepsi in a bottle these days. Tell me about it. Soda pop in a bottle always tastes... Like a glass bottle always tastes so much better. Oh, it's it's a different. You know, you get you get like Pepsi with real sugar in a glass bottle, and it is it is a well. You know, I don't want to go into it. I know you quit, and much respect for that because my Pepsi hook is pretty serious. Dude, I was I was pounding bags like like four to six Pepsi's a day. Hey, that's basically yeah. right where I am, man. Yeah, and I I got, I, I, I got uber fat over that uber fat. Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, I, I can't really eat anything else, is the thing, you know, yeah. because... <laughs> I know that feeling. All right, uh, let's see, um, who just came in? Noble Patrick, good to see you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you quit, Pepsi, man. I was so impressed I went, with I went cold turkey. I went cold turkey, and uh, I don't know where I got the strength. I just... Uh, 
did. I just did. Well, and the thing people don't realize is with, with, with soda, it's different than coffee. With coffee, you're quitting the caffeine. With soda, it's the caffeine and the sugar. Yeah. You're, you're basically trying to kill two demons at once. That's not an oh, easy yeah. thing. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. All right, what do we got here? We got about uh, one minute, ten seconds. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, I got our topics here. And... Um, we're good to go. Oh, I gotta get your theme song in here. Hold on. What did I use last night? I think I'm gonna try number two here. See what it sounds like. It's 24 seconds. Yeah, I'll use that. I'll wait for it to load. And go from there. Yeah, this show flew on by tonight. Holy shit, was it fast? Yeah, but it was good though. I was I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was um and actually, there was some there was some good information in that show too. I thought so too. I really did think so. Let's see here. Twenty seconds. Big thank you to Alicia times two, G West times two, Jeremy, Bigfoot, Rob, Adam, Science, Bob, Dave, Hurley, and Colin for the super chats. And we really appreciate the love and support. Thank you to our brand new subscribers tonight. Let's have a good final half hour of tonight's show. Here we go, everyone. We grounded third. We're heading for home tonight on Space Down Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Really want to appreciate your listening ears so much here. We really do. I want to remind you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you including rocking out to Bumblefoot and reading up on Captain Shirk's SOR Newswire. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. Once again, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we are joined by the man with the Stetson, John Hudson, for the Unbiased UFO Report. And this is where we get into all the hot-button news in the UFO world as it is ever-changing on a daily basis. John, welcome back to Spaced Out Radio. Thank you, Dave. Very, very happy to be with you. It's very good to have you here, too. Now, there's a new video out that's causing a lot of controversy. It's of a United States Air Force A-10 Thunderbolt. Take us what this video is. Well, what's, you know, what's, this is, it's such a, for anyone new to this field, this is a great... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Great case to look at because you, you really see all the colors of the challenge we have of getting any sort of consensus at all on any data that comes out. I mean, because everyone's got these, I mean, basically, uh, you know, this, this, for most of us, this came out by this guy who runs his website, uh, this YouTube channel, just New York UAP discussions. And he basically claims that um, it was, it was a, a Homeland security individual that came to him and basically brought him this video and uh, that person's remaining anonymous. And he actually did a nice little write up about like who, you know, what that experience was if you go to his YouTube channel. And he actually supplies a fair amount of information on it. But what's interesting is, is that you start looking at the comments and things people are saying. And you, you already got people saying that they'd seen this months ago, right, which you'll hear all the time. Whether or not it's true, I can't say, but it's amazing how often a new video comes out and someone will say, oh, I saw that, you know, three weeks ago. So we have that sort of thing. Um, the it was essentially, um, you know, it was filmed with a a, Mab- a mobile uh, scope truck using a FLIR system to track the A10 uh, Warthog running training missions in Arizona. And so basically, the way the story goes is that this Homeland Security guy basically just felt this video was important enough that he was willing to risk whatever he was risking to to get this video out. And I think that's an important aspect because this video is, uh, you know, it's almost 15 minutes long. So there's there's a tremendous amount of data. It, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the more video you expose, the easier it is to figure out whether you're full of it or not, right? Because you have more data to chew through. And so this person was exposing a lot of video. So if the video is known to be, was a known fake trying to, you know, bug anyone out, um, I just I don't know why you would release 15 minutes of it, but needless to say, uh, Mick West and and his battalion of people have jumped all over this. Um, Mick has a a video out where um, claims to be able to slow the video down, and he believes that the um, the object seems to kind of uh, um, uh, undulate a bit uh, in its movement, and he claims that that movement is a is the flapping of of a bird wing. Um, you know, so he's going for the bird thing again. I mean, I guess if it moves, he can't call it a balloon. And uh, and so, but he he's done a pretty convincing video. And right off the bat, you had um, uh, Stephen Greenstreet and um, and uh, 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 John Greenwald over at the Black Vault, basically, you know, jumping in saying fantastic work. Um, you know, uh, 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 Greenwald went further saying, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for you. This is and this is why well work, you know, uh, well done work. Um, it's a shame that, that this is what it is, but better to know than not to know. You know, I mean, essentially. Uh, and so anyone reading that is going to think case closed. This video is not is not, you know, good, but that's not the case. I mean, I'm I don't have any inside knowledge to say whether this video is legitimate or not. But you are talking about a, a very long video that has a lot of data in it. 
unfortunately, we don't have, you know, chain of authority. We don't have a, a positive identification of the person who delivered it. So that causes all sorts of authentication challenges. So there's a chance that we may never know the good, you know, the, the level of this video, but it's certainly a video worth watching, worth generating your own opinion on. And, and you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's more data to look at. Where can people find this video? So uh, this video, if you, if you just look for, you know, a couple of people have, have copied and pasted it. There's unfortunately a couple of different versions of it that are floating around. If you go to YouTube and you search for uh, NY space UAP space discussion, this is the guy that claims to be the one that actually released the video. He claims to be the one that received the video from the Homeland individual. And he seems to have the most complete version of the video out. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting video. Um, I'll, I'll, I will say this, um, and my, my opinion, if that's a bird, um, that's a bird with a whole lot of attitude. Because well, uh, not only that, I, I wouldn't be chasing an A-10. Not only that, the A-10 Thunderbolt isn't the fastest aircraft in the world. I believe it only no. runs at about 468 knots at maximum speed. But yes. a bird is still not flying at 100 knots, 200 no. knots. And whatever this ball is, and I'm trying to find the video right now for our YouTube audience, but whatever this is, it's tracking at almost the same speed as the A-10. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's... it's and, and let's face it, the A-10 is not a stealth plane, right? I mean, this thing's... A, it's a flying tank, right? I mean, that's a beast of a plane. It's not quiet. Uh, I have no idea why a bird would be chasing that plane. But, you know, I, I'll leave it to everyone off to the side. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to story number two. Uh, Daniel Sheehan, he gave a rebuttal to Dr. Stephen Greer late last week. He seemed pretty upset that Greer edited wrongly Danny's quotes that was filmed earlier in the year. Tell us about this. Well, you know, this is actually, uh, you know, now that I think about it, this is another great case for anyone who's new to this field to look at. Because what you see is a, is something that unfortunately happens quite a bit. And, you know... I I personally cannot even say for sure how much malice is always involved in this. I think a lot of people have such intense personal biases that it's very easy for them to hear what they want to hear. But basically what Danny said and and you know we we can we can throw up a link somewhere to 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 his rebuttal but um and I put something in my Twitter feed a, a couple of days ago. But basically what he said was that uh you know his comments were cherry picked and they were clipped very specifically and and very positively to sh make it look like he was um, supporting ideas and supporting Greer in ways that he has clearly said he he doesn't and he felt he was being horribly misrepresented by by that film and he was he was actually it's worth reading he was very very firm about it and what was interesting was was that um, Richard Doty who you know is is not the most um, you know um, uh, universally loved figure in this field um, you know he actually came out a few days before and basically said the same thing that he he didn't like how Greer was representing what he said and, and he didn't think it was honest and so it was kind of funny because I don't think people took that quite to heart uh, the way they did it when Sheehan did it but you know for kicks I did a I did a short little poll uh, on Twitter, and uh, I, you know, I only got 52 votes, but you know, for UFO Twitter, that's actually not too bad. And I just, you know, asked, you know, after reading Danny Sheehan's statement, 
you know, about Greer misrepresenting him, uh, you know, has this changed at all how you feel about Sheehan representing Elizondo? Because as you heard um, Science Bob say, there's a few of us that have been following Danny for a long time and we know who Danny Sheehan is. And we're, we're really excited about his involvement. And so for the people that have been very concerned about Danny Sheehan because of his relationship with Greer, uh, myself and I think some of us were really hoping that this would help you know, uh, people settle down a bit. And it, you know, it seems to have a little bit of an effect. Out of 52 votes, 29% said they felt a little better. 17% said they still don't like it, um, you know, Sheehan's involvement with Greer um, or his, his supporting of Elizondo while supporting Greer. And uh, and 54% came out and said they fully support Sheehan. So I didn't take a poll before. So obviously I don't have any Delta to look at. But um, I'm hoping that it moved the needle a little bit. And I've certainly seen, um, you know, in conversations that I've been in when people have voiced their concerns about Sheehan, being able to now bring up this uh, this rebuttal is very useful because what I saw in the days after Greer's movie launched was a lot of people calling out that movie and saying, look, here we have proof that Sheehan's not on our side, why on earth is he representing uh, Louis Elizondo? And so I, I think it was really important that, that Danny Sheehan did this rebuttal. And, and if you read it, I, I think you'll agree that it was um, it was pretty forceful. It was pretty... It, it, was. it was. What I'm surprised with, John, is that there hasn't been any public rebuttal that I've seen, maybe you have, from the Greer camp regarding she. Sheehan's comments coming out basically saying you're making me look like a liar here. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, anytime you, you know, anytime you misrepresent um, what someone said by clipping their, their, their interviews that you've done and that they've given to you on good faith, uh, you know, anytime you do that and you get caught, it's a pretty difficult thing to respond to. Um, cause what do you, what do you say? Right? Like, Oh, sorry, my bad. You know? Um, but when it's your lawyer, uh, you know, and it's not that it, it, there is a difference here. We should point out Danny Sheehan does not represent Stephen Greer. Danny Sheehan represents the disclosure project, which Stephen Greer is, you know, the, heading up. So that's the relationship. Whereas he is actually representing Luis Elizondo uh, personally. So there is a slight different relationship there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, um, I don't know who advises Greer uh, on, on his PR, but um, I, I have to imagine that was a fascinating conversation because there's nothing he can say that doesn't shoot his own lawyer. Right. Very so, true. you know, what do you, what do you do? It's a we, difficult place. We only got a couple of minutes left. You wanted to get into an article on the mystery wire about summoners. Yeah, so this is a really interesting article that I really encourage, you know, go over to Mystery Wire. You know, we all know George Knapp and, and, and you know, most of us, um, you know, uh, really respect and look up to Knapp quite a bit. And um, and so, you know, you go check it out. He, I, I believe he's also done a, a video uh, podcast on the topic, but I, I, I didn't have a chance to actually read that. But if you read the article, what it's doing is it's basically talking about the one aspect of essentially what Stephen Greer has done that I think is the reason why Danny still stays involved with, 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 uh, with Greer. And that is the, the CE five stuff. And, um, and basically what, uh, what Knapp does is he interviews uh, three individuals, um, a guy named Mike S uh, said, and a guy, another guy named Jim Martin and, uh, and basically interviews them about their process of, of performing a, a CE5 methodology where, you know, essentially they meditate and they, um, you know, fall in a position in the sky and they claim to be able to get lights to appear 
in the sky as a result they believe of their activity like it's a they believe there's a direct relationship between their activity and what they see in the sky and if you really think about it it's a pretty bold claim and that's a pretty amazing thing if you can get to get it to happen reliably and so you know it was funny it came up a, a couple of times in tonight's discussion about you know um how much into the woo do you want to get well this is pretty woo but it's it's it it might be repeatable woo so I, I would caution people to be too negative on it, but I think it, it, you know, tread carefully, and I think it's worth checking out, especially because it, it's coming from Nap, and, and he, he tends to be pretty careful on topic. 30 seconds. This alleged 400-page report. Have we? Heard, oh, isn't this fun? Have we heard anything more about that, or has any more information leaked? Nothing definitive. All I know is that Everyone's engines are firing trying to dig this up. I mean, um, uh, the other day I, I heard about, you know, uh, John Greenwald reaching out to people, um, trying to find out what, what anyone knows. So I, I know there's several people looking into it. Um, uh, like I said, my personal hypothesis at this point is that what we're seeing is evidence of, of at least three separate reports of, of an unclassified a secret and a top secret or an unclassified and a secret and a secret a top secret SCI that essentially there's, there's three levels of reports, but that's just my hypothesis. John, it's always a pleasure to have you on for our new feature here on spaced out radio called the unbiased UFO report with John Hudson always wears a nice Stetson hat for this special occasion. And you can hear John at 35 past the final hour of spaced out radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday night and I can't wait to have you back on on Friday for more UFO news, my friend. Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. I much appreciate it. Take care. John Hudson, everybody. Let's get to the news. The news is always changing, which is why we bring you the SOR Newswire at the back end of every show where we get to the weird, the strange, the wacky, and sometimes definitely odd. Salmon frantically jumping around on a fish farm in Germany may have been on cocaine. According to a real report released by the German environmental officials, officials from the state environmental agency uh, noticed the strange and erratic behavior from the Atlantic salmon in June of 2020 while overseeing a species conservation project. The salmon panicked in an attempt to jump out of the water, Daniel Fay stated. It was a response to a feeling of discomfort. Yes, in a section of its recently released annual report titled Salmon on Coke, the Lanouve outlines the steps it took to figure out the salmon's puzzling behavior. The drug, which is, was not found in samples taken from the tank itself, but the researchers think that it was likely that the tank is highly diluted in cocaine. A clear cause for the behavior of the fish could not be determined. However, reaction to cocaine detected in a stream of water cannot be ruled out. In other words, these salmon were having one hell of a party and they didn't invite any other German to it. An Ohio hospital placed two employees on administrative leave this week after admitting the wrong patient received a kidney transplant earlier this month. 
We have offered our sincerest apologies to these patients and their families, University Hospitals and Cleveland spokesperson George Stamatis said in a statement. We recognize they entrusted us with their care. The situation is entirely inconsistent with our commitment to helping patients return to health and live life to the fullest. The kidney was given to the wrong patient, is compatible, and the recipient is expected to recover, the hospital said. The surgery for the intended recipient now has been delayed. Officials did not say if another kidney was available. No additional details were released about the patients. Can you say these two families are now millionaires? Hawaii plans a special lottery to distribute some unusual prizes about 700 goats who live in a national park. The Hawaii Department of Land and Natural Resources said the goats are being rounded up where they are considered an invasive species. The department will distribute these animals to permitted members of the public. Officials said the permits will be distributed by a random lottery July 28th. It is uh, the winners of the permits will be required to take in at least 20 goats and not more than 50. Those who apply for the permits must have access to a 16-foot enclosed horse trailer or an equivalent means of goat transportation. Very interesting. You want a goat? Go to Hawaii. And finally in the news tonight, thank you to Captain Shirk for this one, 29-year-old Zachary Pollock told police he was high on shrooms when they caught him with a purple Lego bunny rabbit at the Nature Pop exhibit in Cheatwood Estates at Gardens. Security believed he was trying to steal the artwork. However, Zach says he just thought it would be funny if it moved. Metro Nashville Police asked Bell Mead Police to respond to Cheekwood after security called to report a man had been caught trying to steal the artwork earlier in the evening but disappeared into the woods. He had returned and Bell Mead Police arrived on the scene where the security now had him detained. Pollock said that uh, it was currently running high on mushrooms, the suspect was, so very high, he explained that no way was he trying to steal the artwork, which was a large purple bunny on exhibit, but thought it would be funny if the rabbit moved by itself. Thought of the Nave happens every night at this time where we ask a question on our Facebook and Twitter pages, then read your responses on the air because we love the audience participation around here. Today's Thought of the Nave is as follows. What do you believe the UFO narrative is all about? Start off with Lori. Money? Power? Sure as hell not about the experiences, that's for sure. If you're not a Navy pilot, you're nothing but a tinfoil hat-wearing idiot. Nothing will change. Davy. It's all about part of the learning process, a glimpse into the other realms that surround us. Brucey Bruce. It's a warning. Chris. Information control and maintaining the status quo. Cheryl. Theological issues at the Pentagon. Information control and maintaining the status quo. Lori. Who controls the narrative? Janine, diversion, neither confirm nor deny. Dave, leaves of cabbage. Don't know what he Dave was on. Maybe some of that hippie cabbage, if you know what I'm saying. Andrew, money, power, and government disclosure will always be a treasure hunt with no treasure. Josh, control the narrative. That's what the question's about, Josh. John, 
I don't think there is one narrative. There are competing narratives driven by what each group desires to get out of the disclosure process, which is why all we have to ask is ourselves, what do you personally want out of this? Daryl, to give you a little truth while they spew the lie. Kit Kat, who can acquire the most amount of government grants? Gabe, the suffering of humanity, maybe? Chad, the UFO narrative was made up to get people to join Spaced Out Radio. The plan is working. Indeed it is. Penman Mike gets the final word. Which narrative? Depends on which group it's coming from. Thank you to everybody participating in the Thought of the Dave on Facebook and Twitter. We'll do it all again tomorrow, so make sure you tune us on in. You want to check it on out. Play along on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thank you to Captain Shirk for the news, John Hudson for the unbiased UFO report, and Science Bob, as well as Danny Silva from the Silver Record for an outstanding show on UFOs. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thaw rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight on YouTube, LGAP, Twitch, Revolution Radio, Spreaker, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us, because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.